Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And if you'd like to watch the show, and be a part of our program today you can do so on facebook live and youtube subscribe to pirate radio tv on youtube watch all of our goodies we'll have some ecu post game video up after the pirates take on the uncw seahawks tonight right there on youtube so make sure you're following us on all of our social media accounts facebook included and you can watch this show each and every day and give your comments thoughts whatever you want to discuss on this tuesday all right coming up on today's show nolan knight uh used to be here at wnct channel nine moved to take a sports director job in huntsville alabama and he was one of the few thousands to witness the return of the usfl he was there saturday night seeing skip holtz and the birmingham stallions win the usfl opener and kind of a strange deal every team uh, is located there in Birmingham. Every team is going to play every home game there in Birmingham. And uh, so it's uh, kind of a unique deal. But the USFL is back. We'll talk to Nolan Knight about uh, him covering that event and uh, getting to know the league a little bit and also what else he's been up to since leaving Greenville, North Carolina. That's coming up in about 30 minutes or so. Former Pirate great, former St. Louis Cardinal, and now a member of the UNCW coaching staff, Seth Manus will join us at 4 o'clock. We'll talk about some of Seth's glory days here in Greenville, pitching in the Major Leagues, pitching in the World Series, and now what he is up to with the UNCW Seahawks. He's on the other side of the dugout tonight when the Pirates take on UNCW. East Carolina's already knocked him off one time this year. We'll ask Seth how strange it is to be rooting against the purple and gold, at least for a couple of games this 2022 season. So uh, the great Seth Manus joins us at around 4 o'clock. Also in the 4 o'clock hour, we'll talk some O's baseball and look around MLB with Mark Brown from CamdenChat.com. The Orioles coming off a series win over the Yankees, which is news in itself. And how about Baltimore has the fifth lowest ERA in baseball right now? The problem is they can't score any runs. They scored one last night in a loss to Oakland. But we'll talk some O's baseball and also uh, look around Major League Baseball with Mark Brown coming up in hour number two, hour three. It's all things ECU with Stephen Igo. We'll get a East Carolina football transfer portal update. Uh, Another name enters the portal from ECU football today. That was to be expected. We'll talk to Igo about that all of the new faces for ECU basketball and, of course, some Pirate baseball as well as they get set for UNCW tonight. So that uh, is the guest lineup for today. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here, and Ellerby joins me to my left to kick off today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Hello, Jonathan. What's up, Clipper? How are you doing? Doing great. 
I didn't realize the USFL was like in a bubble. In I didn't know that until yesterday. Uh, because there's a team in Pittsburgh. There's a team in New Orleans. There's teams all over the country. Yet, they're only playing games in Birmingham. Which brings up the question, if you are a Pittsburgh native, what do you care about a team that you'll never get to see or lay eyes on at, in your home I city? Mean, I wonder if it's like an expansion thing that they financially to get it off the ground in year one that they're going to do it in Birmingham and then you know there will be a Pittsburgh team playing home games after that but I just don't know why wouldn't you just have 18 names like the generals the with stallion, no cities no don't attach them to anybody yeah I, I don't know great question I'll ask that to Nolan Knight maybe he's got some information on it uh since he is there in the hub but I, as far as I know they're like all staying in the same hotel like the same complex it's a very weird deal uh, did you watch any of it over the I have weekend? Not, I have not seen a snap of USFL football. I did see Warren Saba got hurt. Though. He did, yeah. That was that was unfortunate. Uh, and then I guess Garrett McGinn's the other pirate yep. in the USFL. Skip beat Garrett McGinn. Really? One-on-one? One-on-one. <laughs> uh, the Generals from New Jersey, which again will never be in New Jersey, uh, lost to the Birmingham Stallions. Which who, like the, no, They have home field advantage throughout the entire season. It makes it seem like it's like this great advantage, but it's not. <laughs> well, well, that's, I think, the only game that fans attended was the Birmingham game. So there was a game last night, and I saw the kickoff, and you could hear the echo throughout the stadium uh, when the guy kicked the ball off. Well, see, it right. would make it more marketable if it was like buy season tickets, you know, get like a, a pass and you go to all the USFL games if you're in Birmingham. Like, that would be cool. Being like, are you going, like, it's like I'm going to the two o'clock Saturday game, the eight o'clock Saturday So it's like night. a conference basketball tournament. You get like uh, sessions or whatever. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's like 10 bucks a game. It's kind of like, feels like minor league baseball in a way. Yeah. Something to do with your buddies, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, go tailgate, go football. I mean, if it's 80 degrees in Birmingham, why not? I just, I just, I still don't get why they're, you know, attached to city names to it, but you'll have those answers for us coming up. If you are curious about them, uh, we will have those answers at around uh, 3.30 today. And looking forward to talking to Seth Manus. You brought that name up uh, Monday during our meeting and uh, was able to get in contact with him. And we'll get him on the show coming up at four o'clock one of the all-time great pirates when he left he had a lot of records uh wins i think strikeouts and had a good career in major league baseball pitched in a world series for the cardinals and uh and now is on the other side uh with uncw his first year there yeah i'll be interested to hear uh his story of what uh his new future is because he did have a great run in professional baseball and uh, i remember when he pitched in that world series against the uh Red Sox, I was really, you know, pulling for the Cardinals. Of course, the Red Sox won, but uh, I think he would have been the first East Carolina guy to ever win a World Series ring. But uh, and he may be the only Pirate to ever play. He gave uh, in a World yeah, Series. That's a good point. He gave he, I believe I read he allowed one hit in that playoff run. Uh, he pitched very well, but that one hit was a three-run homer to Johnny Gomes uh, in the World Series. Well, he so, just, you had to throw the full story in. Yeah, you know? I mean, you could paint it in a pretty light that uh, only allowed one hit but i mean if it was clip brock instead of ses manis would you say hey i only gave up one hit in the world series i wouldn't be talking about myself uh somebody else could might bring it uh, up. okay and then if you brought that up i would get mad like why do you got to bring that up like right. i had so many i talked about all his records though i mean you, you know i i set him up it's what we do in america we we uh we set up our heroes on a pedestal and then we we bring them down yeah well we... eventually that's you know you don't <laughs> last on the pedestal very long yeah 
Redbeard says uh, they're using two stadiums uh, in Birmingham: the old UAB stadium and the new U- and the new one. Oh, uh, UAB? Are they not at Legion Field? Well, Legion Field would be the old UAB stadium. Okay. And I know UAB was. I didn't realize their new stadium was open, and it looks it, uh, the drawings looked really nice. But did as UAB played in their new stadium yet, or were they still playing in Legion Field last year? Maybe sports guru Chandler can uh, figure out if the new UAB stadium... <laughs> no way he'll figure it out. There's no way he What was that out. easy thing I asked you to figure out one day and Chandler... That's, that's going to be tough. <laughs> Chandler, I can't... What was it? Do you remember? It was like... It a, was like a simple stat a or something. A team's record or something and I guess he didn't feel like working that day, <laughs> So he just into the microphone said, well, that's going to be tough to find. I don't... Is, he, is, he, is Chandler the person that goes to Twitter and Facebook and asks a question instead of, going, right, instead of Googling? Instead no, of I'm, going I'm Google. Googling right now. Um, <laughs> like, hey, how do you find the pizza restaurant in Greenville? <laughs> um, uh, what I, time I, is it? You know, that's popular on message boards, too. Yeah, oh, People yeah. People go to Boneyard and be like, what time's the ECU game? Or It's nowhere else. <laughs> I can't it's no, Like, you have to rely on another person, you know? It's like, you, like Google is the fastest loading website out there and you just type in whatever you want to know and pretty much it comes up they're in their new stadium in this video right here so uh yeah they used it last year okay there you go hey turns out it might have been difficult to find but you found it it. was tough but i pulled it out shirley uh how do you spell coachella i I asked that my memory serves (laughs) right it is c-o-a- C H E L L A. That is very good. Wow. Now, Chandler, you're the spelling beast, according to yourself. I was going to say it's coach and then Ella. Okay, good job. Uh, We have somebody here at Pirate Radio that instead of just looking up how to spell words, asks how you spell words all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the uh, talk to text person, too? (laughs) That is the same one. Shirley, how many times have you been asked how to spell something since you've been here at Pirate Radio, Shirley? Oh, in the last 19 years, I've (laughs) lost count. Especially Uh, when... Google it! Especially when said person had spell check (laughs) right in front of them. Anyway, Uh, look, it's easier to ask somebody sometimes. I get it. That's fine. I I will ask this. What is Coachella? I'm not... uh, LRB. uh, Come on. Is it like a rock concert? Yeah. It's like the... uh, A festival. It's a music festival. festival. I can't give you a ton of detail. You know the the basics. That's what I mean. It's it's kind of... What was the Lollapalooza sort of deal? Lollapalooza. OzFest. X-Fest. We used to have X Fest. I go used to go to X Fest. You remember 99X, the alternative station? Uh, okay. Was that the one that had like at a NASCAR at Rockingham or I something? I was thinking did, like a DMX festival. Didn't I go go to one in Rockingham and it he got did. Like, like thunderstormed and lightning? Yeah. And but we used to have one like X Fest was in Eastern North Carolina. I don't know. I never went, but I always listened to that station. I kind of miss. Uh, I miss that alternative rock. Ellery, what uh, kind of music? When did you like? What's the last? song you like like when did it come out like 1992 i'm not i've never been a big music person just not a music fan i'm just not i don't i'm not against it um and i like i like listening to music but uh, you know i mean for you to say you want to like listen to that kind of music and that's that's kind of like not googling so i mean there's music at your fingertips through alexa speakers the internet you're right you can listen to whatever you want i know it kind of takes away from i don't know you're right everything's at your fingertips these days it is but it's tough to find right Chandler? very tough very tough to find that's gonna be tough to do (laughs) 
All right. Uh, L or B? Did you watch HB3 over the weekend? Uh, you know, I watched. The problem is I had an Easter dinner, so I didn't get to see the finish, but All I right. did get to see some of it on Sunday afternoon, and I was really pulling for him. The sad part is he only had like a one-stroke lead, so by the time he got to the first tee box, he was already not the he leader. He was already losing, yeah. So, But what a, what a great day on Saturday. Yeah, great day Saturday and a a ho-hum Sunday. Like, he wasn't bad, but uh, just was not good enough. What was bad was his playing partner, Shane Lowry, blowing it, hitting it in the water, uh, missing a short putt that would have sent him into the playoff with Jordan Spieth. But uh, HB3 is knocking, knock, knock, knocking on the door. He'll be in a team event this week, a duo event with Bubba Watson. So we'll keep an eye on that. I mean, there's nothing going to be – any more exciting than that Sunday afternoon when he's in, you know, in the winner's circle with Jim Nance or whoever the announcer is, and they're hoisting the trophy, and he's kissing his wife, holding his young baby. It's going to be an exciting day. Yeah, but I mean, over the last like month plus, whenever when did he win that tournament in Saudi? It's he, like a month or so ago. He is he's one of the top like fifteen twenty golfers in the world playing right now. Yeah, I mean he, he's one. I mean he was in the final group obviously because he was the leader on sunday and uh had a chance at the end i mean he was he had that 80 foot putt that he hit uh in saudi arabia and then he had that 41 uh 40 foot putt that would have put him in the playoffs uh in the playoff hole so and he's making some bank right now too big time i mean he's uh he was over three hundred thousand. i want to say yeah i mean three hundred thirty thousand is what he took he won a million in the uh saudi arabia and now the payout wasn't as big for the masters but it was still I think like 130 or 140,000 but the, the experience of being able to play in augusta for your first time he, he he'll, he'll have that behind him when he goes next year yeah lrb um so how much is a middle finger worth Kyrie irving fined fifty thousand dollars for flipping off boston fans during the game i think he did it multiple times according he did. to the sports center report i saw he had one where he made a shot and just kind of boom went for it uh, and then he had one where fans were behind him talking yeah. junk, and he did the double head scratch. Yeah. So, so what? I mean, how do you feel about that? I feel I'm not a Kyrie Irving fan. Should he have been above giving the middle finger to the fans and just taking? I guess it? probably because but, he was probably getting some pretty ruthless talks from Celtics fans. I love his point. He's like, I just got tired of being called a. A P word and a B word, and so I gave him the finger. I mean, I mean, and to his point, what else can he do to acknowledge them? Yeah, uh, and, what and, you want to do in that case is obviously nothing and pretend you don't hear them. Uh, that has got to be impossible to do. So he retaliated. Now, that's, I mean, but I mean, that's I mean, other than I mean, you can't physically, right? You know, go up to anybody. I mean, you don't want to take it that far. And were they having fun with each other? Or was it no, was it definitely so. mean spirited? I think it's mean spirited. Uh, he was a Celtic. A lot of Celtics fans see him as a he quit on the Celtics, so they do not like him, and they make it known. This is not, I don't think, a fun thing, which you'll see with some players. Um, the only thing it does is it makes the NBA playoffs interesting. Yeah, it adds a little nugget. You'd like to have these things. You like to have. I like it when players don't like each other. That's when it gets fun to me. I mean, the bad boys of the late 80s in Detroit, I mean, they, you would stop and watch because 
you knew when someone came down the lane. And I remember watching, rewatching that thirty for thirty. It brought up so many memories of. I mean, they were just mean. The Jordan rules. Yeah, I mean, they did not. I mean, Lambeer, the microwave, all those guys. I mean, that was the, the that was. Horn. Yeah, I mean, that was some some uh, Dennis Rodman. They were some uh, tough dudes when you came in the paint. Yeah. So I, I liked it. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like the rivalry here uh, of the the Celtics fans and Kyrie Irving and. When do they play again, Chandler? I guess it's tomorrow night. I guess uh, I'll have to tune in and see what happens this time around. I mean, the one thing I know, I've been to a Yankees-Red Sox game at uh, Yankee Stadium, and uh, both those fan bases, when they go back and forth, they're pretty brutal. And I went to the Rays-Red Sox playoff games in October in Tampa, and the Red Sox fans, I mean— they were, I mean, they were, they were causing. I mean, the, the race fans are pretty neutral. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty kind of calm sort of people. But the Red Sox people were getting, uh, getting people riled up. I mean, they, they, they just love their sports in Boston and maybe too much. Yeah. There's one thing to love your sports, and it's just that it almost gives you an excuse to act like a drunk jackass. But the problem is, is when it crosses the line of when you you go beyond pulling for your team. Yeah. And it's just a straight out taunt. Of every time your team makes a mistake, being like ha 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 ha, you know, like every strike, every you know, and just, you they like went to the game not to root for their team but to cause a problem with somebody, right? You know? Yes, absolutely. They, <clears throat> you know, their their guy hits a home run, and then the Rays hit like a three run homer and took the lead, and that guy, you know, the, you know, of course everybody turns and looks at him. It, it was just, but but automatically, whenever the time, I mean, the, the, their tidal wave is always bigger than whatever is going against them. Uh, yeah, the Celtics and Nets will play game two. The playoffs last forever. They're going to play game two on Wednesday night. Coming up tonight, Hawks at Heat, game two. Miami leads one nothing. The Grizz uh, will try to even their series with Minnesota, one nothing. The uh, Timberwolves actually lead that. I saw a stat that the Seattle Supersonics, Ellerby, remember uh, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp? Yeah. Back in the day. They have won a playoff series. The Sonics have won a playoff more uh, series more recently than the Hornets, the Timberwolves, and the Kings. That's There's sad. a stat for you. That is a very sad stat, especially for us Hornets fans. Uh, Susan Deans is in the chat, Chandler. She says, hashtag fire Matt Rule. We some had some tough, tough news coming out. Some Big Panthers news. related news today. Big news. They have stopped construction on what? Their giant complex they yeah. were building in Rock Hill. They were going to build a uh, pretty much a practice facility, a headquarters for a front office um, uh, area for them. And uh, basically, kind of the, the vocal point of the Carolina Panthers franchise. And today, after halfway building it, they said. We're no longer going to build this thing. Uh, apparently, according to the statement that I read from Tepper Sports and Entertainment, is that uh, Rock Hill, the city of Rock Hill, did not uh, meet the expectations yeah. that they signed off on on the contract. So uh, David Tepper called him up, said, "Hey, quit. We're done." So now LRB, and this is a pretty funny picture. Somebody put a spirit Halloween. Now uh, I just saw that on Twitter, and I <laughs> gave it a big fat like. That was funny. Says, uh, so they they what are, are they building an indoor practice facility down there? Yeah, can, I yeah. mean, they, it, can we put it on facility? wheels and move it to Greenville? And it looks like it's like half done. I'm assuming oh, the rest of this it's would halfway be halfway there. It's like so you have exactly one half of a facility. How would you like to have been the uh, construction uh, person uh, in charge of that job and getting that phone call? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, clip. 
Stop construction. What? For the day? We're done it's, for the day? No, you're done. Weather coming in? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's it's sunny out though. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's that's uh bizarre. So it now really that structure, which is half half a building, is just gonna sit there until Rock Hill pays up. I don't know. It's that's just a very it, strange it, it's deal. It's a strange deal. What a game but of the, poker. There yeah. was a politician in the state of South Carolina uh like a week or two ago that compared David Tepper to to your guy he said something to the effect of we were promised when tepper came in we were promised jerry jones and so far we've gotten dan snyder i mean that's a great line that is a that one hurts but that's a great line it hurts for me too yeah just very strange deal so what's next uh, for the panthers i don't know maybe they're practicing outside maybe they're going to try to keep it in the mecklenburg area so what about the jerry so jerry stuff was where it was by it was in the college uh wofford wofford so they still have that that's where training camp was we we held training so camp this is there. separate yeah okay um we we is that are you chandler richardson or chandler oh, Tepper? don't do that don't do that <laughs> we. Let, let him be we i know he's just being we. so basically the front we. you know front office people their offices are in bank of america stadium I right. mean, this isn't this just wasn't going to be a practice facility it was going to be an area for your scouts your executive department or whatever the mm-hmm. panther land panther land it's, so they it, weren't gonna, they, it, it's, it was literally going to be like a um what what is it in dallas the star the star whatever it was going to be like that basically um and i don't know and tepper was going to helicopter there and now it's just a comet passing in the night <laughs> yeah i mean you know what it is it's like in star wars if you get this reference like the death star was halfway built in one of the episodes so okay. that's basically what that looks like Except they just slide the spirit Halloween sign on there. So how does it end? Does it blow up? Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe that's what they'll do to it. A uh, a nice sign of kind of the Panthers football franchise right now. It's kind of half built. And really doesn't know what the direction. <laughs> There's is. no direction. There is no direction. Yeah. LRB, we are a week and two days away uh, from the NFL draft. Who's number one? Uh, good question. Who is number one? The Shannon? Jaguars have the pick. Is it the Hutchinson dude? Yeah. Is it a lineman? Where is the draft this year? Is it is it Cleveland? Is, is it some? Because it was, it in, was Nashville. in Cleveland last year, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't okay. it Nashville last year? Was it, is it Detroit? <laughs> We've named three places. It is going to be in Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, oh. wow! So we were. I couldn't think wrong. of a more depressing place for the you know the only person that there's you know everybody that got drafted in Detroit. But not by the Lions would be so excited to be like, I got drafted in Detroit, but to the but Falcons. But to now the, you get to leave? Yeah, to the Cowboys, <laughs> to the Chargers. It's that poor saps that get drafted by the actual Lions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was in Nashville that year that all of the brides, uh, what was it, the uh, bachelorette parties got mad. Yeah. yeah. They did like news stories on angry ba- bachelorette party goers. They're messing up my. All these gross, nasty NFL fans are here. We're just trying to have a good girls' night out. And We're these, trying to go listen to the Shania Twain. All these neckbeards are here with their uh, these fat adults with their football uniforms on. These fat guys are with jerseys on are drinking all the seltzers. I would have loved <laughs> to seen the reaction of the women when they got there and just saw like a like the street, the Broadway music row, whatever you want to call it. There they in saw Nashville. me. It's with, just it's with, nothing yeah. but with people. my Sean Taylor jersey. They said, "Is there an offensive Being line convention stinky. going on here?" 
I literally have. I don't even wear that Sean Taylor jersey anymore because it has wing stains on, on it from over the years. Uh, that's a staple. I can't get them out. <laughs> <laughs> so I am the embodiment. Is that of, because you like you <laughs> fell asleep with like a, a holding a wing on your belly? Uh, well, unfortunately, when things fall from the mouth, LB, it's kind of like a uh, like a rock going down a hill. It like bounces off the belly and yeah. then it doesn't go straight to the ground. Wow. So yeah. So 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 the shirt didn't really save much of the carpet. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. yeah. So it's a uh, it's a situation. But anyway, I've upgraded to a John Riggins jersey that is clean and I'm ready to go for the draft. Boneless wings only in that, huh? Yeah, good point. Good point. You got to stay clean. You get boneless wings on your jersey, then you've got some other issues <laughs> you need to address. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else is going on in the sports world, Ellery, before we get to our first guest? Um, the sports world. You got anything I mean, going on? You know, of course, the, the big news was on Sunday. You probably uh, forgot to mention it, but uh, it was Easter, last day for Jelly Beans. <laughs> oh, we Ohio. mentioned it. All right. <laughs> in fact, you were part of our rage room last week. I was raging oh, really? over your ridiculous claim that jelly beans are your moronic unfounded claim that jelly beans are only available during Easter. it's just a fun hot take <laughs> <laughs> and that standing by it yeah so have uh, you had any jelly beans since sunday i have not i did not have any on sunday before you didn't sunday. have any jelly beans i'm not on? a big jelly bean guy there weren't any just laying around and no nah. lily did not uh ask for any jelly beans in her basket so you didn't have any easter candy on on sunday uh no i had a lot of easter food but no uh any easter, easter desserts no not a big not a big sweets guy wing guy huh yeah wing guy had a lot of fried chicken some barbecue on uh no ham what'd you have on easter ham yeah you're right yeah, it was a traditional ham potato yeah. roll sort of deal your classic easter spread yeah it was a, it was a, I'm a ham man. Thank you, Tony. It was a well put together spread by my mother in law, and I enjoyed it. Well done. I didn't have to cook it. Yeah, just, that's I, the best. Right? I, all I had to do was show up and put my feet under the table. Show up, shove it. You really appreciate that more and more after you host some events at your house. Mm-hmm. How much it, how nice it is is just to show up and just say, you know, thank you. When someone cooks you a, a nice meal, enjoyed it. No matter whatever it is, if you don't love the whole spread, you just get a good portion of whatever you like and just say thanks. All right. Oh, I need to ask uh, Ellerby our question. Question of the day? But Do it Pirate Radio edition? Oh, yeah. We'll go Pirate Radio. So, Ellerby, what Pirate Radio um, oh, I heard these. teammate would you have fight your enemy? What Pirate Radio I would have fight my enemy? Yes. Someone that, like, a physical fist fight? Yeah, like, you are about to fight this person, but you're like, you know what? Um, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to danger this pretty face of mine. So I'm gonna uh-huh. have somebody fight my battle for me. Who would you choose? Who would I choose? You know, who would be the toughest person at Pirate Radio to go rage? <laughs> Who's raging? Um, you know, Shirley might be up there. She can get pretty angry. I might go Shirley. That was my that's choice. A good, that's a good answer. I think. I think. You know, if <laughs> I love how everybody wants me to fight their battles for them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, because it's softball, Shirley. You know, I mean, she she would bring a bat to it. Yeah, a, she would bring a softball bat. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think Shirley. I think Shirley would. Take, I think Shirley would take care of business. All right, uh, what pirate radio teammate would you have uh, marry your sister slash daughter? A female important to you? Um, Who do you trust? 
you know, I, I think this person, I, I think this person would be very good, and uh, I would go with uh, Big Bryce Williams. Oh wow! Okay, extended family. Does he not count? No, he counts. That's a good answer. That's a very good answer. I mean, shucks, dang, yeah, dang. I He's going, wouldn't that, it be like, when I just talked about Easter dinner? What if Bryce was sitting across it? Dang. Well, d- dang, pass me those rolls, Ellerby. <laughs> dang, you ate the last one. That's well, a good answer. Good for you, buddy. Very respectful, young I, man. I got got your uh, your sister a new car today. <laughs> Dang, I, I caught some fish for the family. Yeah. All right. Uh, what pirate radio teammate would you have, like to live with for a year? Live with for a year. I thought of this one too, and I and I ran and and I think this person would be a lot of fun because I really enjoy spending time with this person. Now, when I get to and pick his brain, it would be the voice. <laughs> I think the voice. Tell me, has dinner's he, ready. He, 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 he likes sports. Yeah, he uh, is full of great stories. I think he would be kind of neat and clean. Yeah, he would take you on a uh, take you on a ride on this motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, and well, and, and I bet he'd be uh, arms around Jeff's waist. He he, he likes All to, right, he not likes, so much. And, and I think he would probably like to go to bed early. You know, like, you know, he, he wouldn't yeah. be a person that would be up at all hours of the night. Other than when he's on uh, basketball trips and he gets in, like, right? But he wouldn't be right. like you know partying, making a bunch of noise. You no. know, I'm more of an early bed person, kind of quiet person now. So now, two things he does enjoy watching outside of sports. Uh, he's he likes wrestling, so that might be on your TV. Well, and he might get me hooked it back into that because it might be it might be more fun. I might get into wrestling if I'm watching it with the voice. And one thing that really shocked us one day on live five back in the day he was a fan of the of keeping up with the kardashians i don't know if i could go there with <laughs> so maybe some reality tv would be on it your, might uh, be television. fun for like the first two or three episodes yeah. just to see his reaction but they get old you know but i mean what if you could sit there and be like a oh, voice i want you to do play by play for the kardashian episode here i'll watch it with you but you have to do play by play yeah that's uh that's a good call like every morning have jeff as your personal alarm clock too Mm-hmm. LRB, wake up. LRB, <laughs> wake up. Uh, I like that. It yeah. could be your F3, buddy. Or yeah. you go work out together. Get up early, run. The alarm clock could be at the buzzer. <laughs> at the buzzer. I mean, just think of all the people. I mean, like. Si Seymour, come hang out. I know. Oh, my God. Damn. I mean, Jonathan, like, that's going to come over. Who'd you pick? Uh, well, Have you I done these I, questions? Well, Have you answered these own questions for yourself? No. Uh, well, let's, let's do it. Well, I, I think I did yesterday. Do them for you. I did uh, Shirley to fight Chandler. To, oh, yeah, I did. Because I picked you to live with. Oh, you did? Because you're very clean. You probably oh, okay. clean everything. I'm pretty neat. Yeah. And, like, to the point where I would try to clean up my own stuff, and you'd be like, you're not doing it right. I'll just do it. Like, you just get out of here. Yeah. I feel like you would do that. You think so? I think so. <laughs> so, yeah. That I could happen. I didn't go with the uh, the extended route, though. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you brought up some new options. Yeah, I mean, it, would, you, would you change your answers now thinking of some extended routes? Bryce is a great Mary answer, although I think Chandler is a very upstanding young you man, know, too. I think the voice would be one to live with, but I think Rick Smith would be fun to live with, too. Probably. I mean, he, he goes to bed early. He goes to bed early. He just wants to go to bed early. Well, but, I mean, I'm just looking for, like, low-key, neat people as well. I'm yeah. not looking for, you know, any sloppy high maintenance and you could sit there on a sunday and watch a golf match or uh maybe during football season you know watch football with rick smith and have hear his stories all all day long yeah on a sunday that sounds like paradise tony dunn would be good to fight your uh battles he's uh in shape he's working out and then uh i think i would also like to live with mully just to get on his nerves 
and watch a sporting event and just take the opposite side and watch him in the corner get angry at me you can stay here at the house i'm going to tiebreakers <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah i got some new options some new ideas yeah all right you can you can do maybe you need to do all-time pirate radio guest yeah we could go that route we had fun with the baseball players yesterday uh asking them like i what, heard, I heard some of theirs too so yeah that was good stuff those are those are three very fair questions and interesting things to come up with all right, Ellerby, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, it was a pleasure. We Look will, forward to seeing you next week. We'll talk to you next week. We will talk to Nolan Knight, formerly of WNCT Channel 9, now down in Huntsville, Alabama. And he covered night one of the USFL. We'll talk about that and what else he's been up to. He has been to the Football National Championship. He's covered some NCAA uh, tournament games on site as well. So we'll talk about it all with Nolan Knight when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show welcome back are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential copy pro has been in eastern north carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live coming up at 4 o'clock. Seth Manus pitched a lot of big games, a lot of great games in the purple and gold. He'll be in the teal tonight and green as uncw comes to town to take on east carolina he is uh, on their staff and we'll talk to seth coming up at four o'clock also mark brown came to chat.com we'll talk major league baseball and o's in hour number two steven igo joins us in our third hour today on the show right now we will head out to the pirate radio live line and talk to nolan knight formerly of wnct channel nine he's now the sports director at waay in huntsville alabama and was able to uh, cover the USFL opening night. We'll talk about that and more. Nolan, uh, welcome back to Pirate Radio. How you doing, man? I've been doing great. Great to hear from you, Clip. Uh, I've been doing a pretty good job of keeping up with everything going on in Greenville. Um, I miss it, that's for sure. But uh, it's, it's been a whirlwind. It's uh, uh, left in August, so over half a year now. Yeah, and uh, before we get to, to the USFL, which you were one of the uh, the few thousand that were able to see the re-debut of the USFL, so that's pretty cool. You can tell your grandkids about that one day, Nolan. But uh, what uh, what all have you been covering since you left uh, Greenville here and headed to Alabama? Uh, of course, Alabama and Auburn football, man. They, they eat it up over here. Um, luckily, uh, Alabama has per usual had a good football season so i went down to dallas to the cotton bowl um for the semifinal matchup versus cincinnati and then i went up to indianapolis for the national championship which was i mean i mean that's bucket list list stuff you would told me that i would 
be at a national championship game, I probably wouldn't believe you, whether that was as a fan or, you know, as a professional. So, you know, that, that, that's been awesome. And then Auburn had a pretty good basketball team this year. So following when, uh, went to Greenville, South Carolina for the regional matchup where, uh, got to see Coach K and, uh, Michigan State. That was at that same, um, that same venue. So it's been a lot of traveling. Nice. Um, and, and covering Alabama and Auburn. I mean, they, it, there's, you know, Greenville's really special with, with how passionate the fans are about East Carolina, um, for sure. But, you know, college, the college sports in, in this state really are king. I mean, it's, it's kind of cool to see so many sports fans. Um, that's, that's not everywhere has that. And they definitely have it down here. Uh, Nolan, as you were talking there, I'm looking up the odds for next year's national championship or this later this year, this next season's national championship in college football. Alabama is the favorite, uh, followed by Georgia and Ohio state. And then everybody else is pretty, uh, pretty big odds to win the championship next year but do you get the sense that and look alabama ran through the regular season last year including knocking off uh you know georgia there in the the championship but in the in the sec championship but do you get the feel that it's like a a revenge tour with the quarterback back and they're just going to reload and i don't know if i had to put money on it today uh, i'd say bama does not lose a championship two years in a row yeah um I think that's a safe bet. I think that's a safe bet for everybody. What's crazy is, I mean, Bryce Young, if if he was draft eligible, I think he goes number one overall. <laughs> as, as, a true, as, as young as he is, he's yeah. one of the few guys in the history of the sport that could probably get away with that title, and, and he's back. And they could bring Will Anderson back on defense to, you know, he had Heisman votes as well. and I mean, he's unbelievable to watch play. I think it's safe to say what's going on in Auburn's kind of interesting. They they almost tried to throw their coach out for no reason. Yeah. To go. So. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that too. Like, what what was that story? There was like a a week, maybe a three four day stretch where it felt like Harson was gone, and like they were digging up off the field stuff about him, and then. Yeah. I guess he puts out a statement. I am the coach. I'm staying, and uh, and then it's business as usual. That, that was a strange uh, set of times, though. There for that week or so, it really was. I mean, I don't obviously know all of the details about his personal life, but it definitely felt like a witch uh, witch hunt. They had they had lost a couple of guys to the transfer portal, and and uh, I mean it's it was it was crazy how they were really ready to just throw him out of town after he had just taken them to a bowl game season. You know, it, it was nuts, but uh, yeah, I think it's safe to say that Alabama is a pr- probably a pretty good bet this year again. And then SEC hoops, man, and what a collection of characters with the coaches. And I mean, you just look at, at Bruce Pearl, but like Nate Oates there at Bama, and I'm a big Eric Musselman fan at Arkansas. Like, uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to. Uh, they seem kind of slimy, but also they're really good basketball coaches. It's almost like the they're taking after the football now, where I don't know everybody is uh, jockeying for position there to to try to catch Big Bad Kentucky, and some of those schools were able to do that this past year. It, I think during the regular season, it's it's very fair to say that the SEC was the strongest basketball conference this year, especially over the ACC and Big Ten. Maybe some people could you know, argue that they had just as good as a conference, but the SEC top to bottom was was incredible. I mean, you look at a team like uh, Texas A&M with Buzz Williams, you know, they made that late run. I mean, they, and they were probably the eighth best team in the SEC and looked like 
they could have easily made a sweet 16 run if they made the tournament. So there's there's so much talent in it. And what's interesting, I don't know if it's interesting or what is, you know, just exciting as a sports fan is, I mean, they, the fans are eating it up. Like, you, you think of, you know, football country and stuff, but, I mean, um, but both Alabama and Auburn faithful, man, they were packing in those gyms and, I mean, buying into basketball, which is something you don't always see in the SEC outside of Kentucky, like you were saying. And then uh, just, again, drawing a comparison to football, you've got Will Wade and LSU who broke all the rules and now don't have any players, right? Uh, do they have anybody on the roster right now, Nolan? LSU basketball? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure because they, they just parted ways with their coach. I'm yeah. not mistaken, right? And all their players. So they uh, – I don't know. They had a weird deal going. I was fascinated by it. Now, they floundered. The SEC floundered in the – tournament uh i was uh, on the razorback train and they made a nice run and knocked off gonzaga but yeah you're right during the regular season i, I loved and and you said it those fans uh ate it up and uh and, and that was really enjoyable to watch the uh, the southeastern conference in basketball last season all right nolan so now we're getting into and look sec baseball um again is is the best in in all the land but some other things to cover too including the usfl and and i was i saw where you were going to be there and cover birmingham's first game and uh, our old pirate coach here skip holtz is coaching the stallions and uh, coach them to a victory i didn't realize that you were right there like at the epicenter of the entire league so every game is being played there in birmingham so there was a, a crowd for the opener and then I saw some highlights from the other games, including last night, and didn't see much of a crowd at all there. So, I don't know. Explain uh, what's going on down there. Kind of the uh, – you're right at ground zero with the new USFL, right? Yeah, it was a surprise I, to to most of us down here in Alabama because everyone knew that the league was coming back. And then, like, four months ago, they announced that the entire operation would be run out of Birmingham. So all of the teams are staying in the same exact hotel. Um, they're practicing at four different locations. Um, you know, Stanford, UAB, uh, there's uh, where they play the Birmingham Bowl. I can't think of the stadium name right now, but there, there's four or five different fields that they're practicing at. And um, and it's all taking place right there. They're, you know, and it, it's kind of cool. They had everyone mic'd up. They have drones flying <laughs> all over the place yeah. and that drone is loud it is distracting I, I i don't know how they're playing with that thing flying around their helmets but yeah it, it's right that's the epicenter of it all and, and it's not a reboot uh they're very particular about how you say it okay um this is a completely separate entity i think in the courtroom they're deciding you know how that's going to play out because they're using names and logos from the old team right they might have want to call it a new uh, different name if they wanted us to not say reboot but anyway exactly yeah but um it was exciting it was really cool uh, it being there it felt like it was kind of a part of history i'm am I have a soft spot for these leagues. I, I dove into the AAF and the XFL last year or two years ago. Yeah. It's been now. And I wanted them to succeed because I think there is a a market for it, you know, a minor league football league if they can work with the NFL to get more guys, you know, into the league or development stage or, or how that's going to work. But, I mean, it felt it felt like it was a big deal the other night, which was a surprise to me. I mean, they filled it up pretty good on, on uh, what was it, Saturday? Saturday. 
Yeah. I think they had close to 25,000 people there. Did you go to any of the other games, uh, Nolan? No, I missed, missed that. We just went for the, the Birmingham Stallions game. But yeah. the next day, it was pretty empty. It was Easter, and I mean, yeah. if you're going to go out to a, a game, you probably want to have a rooting interest. And in... Well, that's the problem, too, right, Nolan? I mean, like, uh, the Pittsburgh Maulers are playing, but they're playing every game in Birmingham. How do the people of Pittsburgh rally around a team they never get to see? That, that's kind of a strange point. I mean, you could just name them maulers and stallions and leave the city out of it unless they're i don't know are there plans to play home games like next year or i think the current plan is to make it through this season yeah um they they blamed this idea of having you know a host city off of you know covid19 restrictions Mm -hmm. flights and stuff but in reality if you really think about it you know part of the reason that the xfl and aaf disbanded because they didn't have money to pay the players and it, no one was getting paychecks and so I think this was a way for them to to save a lot of money when you think of travel expensive and, and whatnot and I don't know I'm I'm, assu- I'm assuming they're planning on, on changing it in the future but you know the AAF and the XFL did not finish a season right so I think that's that's the goal right now is to get through the season make sure everyone gets paid and then then look forward to what we have in the future. What's it, what's going to be interesting though is the fact that the Stallions are going to have a fan base for every single game. They're the only team that gets home field advantage. Yeah. So if they don't do well, it's gonna. I think that's pretty. That would be pretty embarrassing. That's a good point. They're going to need that team to uh, succeed and get some <laughs> some people there. And I don't know how much they're relying on ticket sales anyway because they got like the best tv deal you can get i mean they had a game simulcast on fox and nbc and i don't know what the tv schedule is moving forward a lot of maybe fs1 and uh and usa things like that but at least for one night uh they were almost forcing you to watch it if you had uh regular cable yeah it, w- it did really good um and that's that's another thing that was kind of cool that made it feel important you know i've been at big games before and stuff and you know that it's the most popular thing on television right then, right? But it's not like announced to you. They had this on-field MC, and he, you know, he'd get on this big board and say, you know, number two trending in the in the United <laughs> States right now. Like everyone's here, part of history. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Um, but I did see that they they did move a um, one of the games from Fox to USA, so that's probably not a good sign. Um, but they have having the dual cast, having the eyes on it. I, I think is a good thing if if they're going to make it last. Um, but you got to get through the season, and and they're they're just you know they're starting to get there. I guess that all publicity is good publicity. You've got the Davion Smith Pittsburgh Maulers story out there, which uh, credit to them, there would be a lot of people on social media that had no clue this thing existed, and now they do know it exists because of this player getting cut because he wanted pizza instead of chicken salad. Uh, how much are you, I'm, how much are you following this yeah. story, Nolan? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he's like, I'm, I'm sorry. And I don't know. And, and, uh, that, you know, they, they're playing all the angles. I wouldn't be surprised if that was decided that that's how they were going to cut them. Yeah, they did this whole, uh, and I didn't watch it. Uh, Now I kind of want to go back and see it. It was like a hard knocks USFL version that I think ran before the opening kickoff on Saturday. And they had this uh, this Smith guy who uh, 
who gets cut and then the coach has to come out the team has to come out put out a statement on twitter saying he broke four of our rules not just the chicken salad rule it's it's <laughs> comical but again it's uh maybe getting some eyeballs towards the uh the league i don't know like i said tickets only are only ten dollars i think you can get a box for like i mean you could if if you had, had if you had like five or six buddies, I think it's only like sixty dollars a person to sit in the box and watch the game. So yeah, hey, it's it's pretty affordable. I think they're just going to try to get. I, I know it's kids are free, like under the age of fifteen. So they're, they're just trying to get butts in seats and. Well, look, you look for like minor league baseball. Like that, that sounds kind of like that. Where hey, let's go hang out with some buddies and have fun and outside. And now you can do it with football uh, if you're in one location in the country, and that's Birmingham. Yeah, I think I want to call it a success. I mean, there's a bunch of clips that, you know, that are going viral and stuff that, you know, it's the same thing with the XFL. It's it's a way to experiment with rules that could be implemented in the NFL. One of, one of the big ones is they kick off farther back. I think they kick off from the 25. And so the the kickoff is, is such an important part of the game, which is, you know, almost what's opposite was what and what the NFL is doing. And then, all the guys mic'd up, the helmet cameras. I mean, there's, I mean, there are, there's a cameraman on the field like almost constantly. Um, but tell you what, Skip Holtz, the old ECU coach, he, he was pretty fired up to get that win after the game. And in the post game press conference, someone even uh, brought up the fact that uh, he he coached at East Carolina University. Good deal. Uh, talking to Nolan Knight, formerly of WNCT Channel 9, now down in Huntsville, Alabama. And uh, what's the outlook on your Hokies in uh, 2022 uh, football, Nolan? Oh, man. We'll have to see. Brand new brand new start, right? We got Brent, Brent Pry from Penn State took over the program, and he, uh, he listened to what the fans were upset with about Justin Fuente, about not recruiting the state. Um, not being accessible to fans, not um, you know embracing the the history of Virginia Tech football, and someone told him that the day he got there, and that is all that he has done ever since. He's it's it's a perfect formula to, to make everybody happy before you actually take the field. Um, the spring game was this past Saturday. Uh, they pulled uh, the former Marshall starting quarterback, transferred in this past season, and uh, the South Carolina quarterback transferred in and so those guys are battling for a spot in Blacksburg we'll we'll have to see it's a it's a defensive minded coach he brings in he was a defensive coordinator at Penn State um I think they're going to run the rock and and play hard defense like Virginia Tech was known for uh during their extended success in the 2000s and early 2010 and one thing about the ACC and I would say the Coastal especially it's almost like the NFL just because you were down one year doesn't mean you can't rise up and win it the next year right because it seems to flip-flop just about every year yeah the ACC has an issue of shooting itself in its foot I think that the same thing happened with basketball this season is everyone just beats each other up and if you get a, a couple the ball to turn to your side a couple of times during the season you'll you'll find yourself at 11 and 1 and you know playing for a, a a big bowl game at the end of the year. Nolan, uh, great to catch up with you, man. Uh, you covering uh, more USFL this weekend? What you got on tap? Uh, probably not this weekend. Uh, things are getting busy up here. The Corn Fury Tour comes to Huntsville. Oh, cool. Um, this, yeah, next week. So getting prepared for that. Uh, we have the Angels AA affiliate, the Rocket City Trash Pandas. 
here in Huntsville, and so they just started. So uh, a lot of that as well. Great name, great hat. Uh, big fan of the Trash Pandas, so <laughs> enjoy that. Nolan, uh, good stuff, man. We'll keep in touch with you. And uh, I don't know, if something makes news down in your neck of the woods, we'll uh, get you back on Pirate Radio, man. Sounds great. It's great to be back. Good to hear from you. Thanks, Nolan. Nolan Knight joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back, wrap up hour number one. Get you set for hour number two, where we will talk to former Pirate great, now a member of the UNCW coaching staff, Seth Manus. He'll join us coming up in hour two of today's show. We'll take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard when we return after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show welcome back hey mark your calendars on april 23rd christie's euro pub is celebrating 20 years of business and they want you to help celebrate by coming out to Christie's for a day full of drinks, food, and fun. Come and enjoy live music from the Still Shakers, Mac and Juice, and David Dixon. The party starts at 12, and for menu items, drink specials, or more information, be sure to check out their website at christieseuropub.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live as we wrap up our number one of the show. Take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. How about 17 baseball games today? There's only... 17? 17. There's 30 teams. 30 divided by 2. 15, which means we have two doubleheaders or double-handers, one as of Chandler them being, One of them being the Nationals. That's right, and the Nationals are leading the Diamondbacks right now, heading into the ninth inning. 6-1, to one, that score. So the Nationals about to lock up game one uh nelly cruz has a hit and a run scored josh bell has two runs uh two two hits and a run scored today and uh let's see juan soto not much oh for two a run scored but the nationals uh six to one over the diamondbacks and they'll play game two later today another game going on as we speak the giants just added a couple of runs they lead the mets four to one in new york uh freddie freeman at his first home run as a, as a dodger last night it was against the braves in the dodgers victory over atlanta uh they play again tonight the uh, yankees are in detroit to face the tigers garrett cole on the mound at 640 on espn plus some other series going on blue jays and red sox in boston 710 start time tonight and Igo's Mariners will be taking on the struggling Texas Rangers. That one at 9.40 later tonight. Uh, Orioles in action. Got some late-night baseball coming up tonight as the O's are at the Oakland Athletics. We'll talk to Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com, about the O's and look around Major League Baseball coming up later on. Uh, I am not I, – I got excited for the NBA playoffs for one and a half evenings. And it was the uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves play-in tournament game that got me excited. And then the following night, the Hornets lost by 30. And since then, it's been tough for me to, to get into these uh, games. But I think I will eventually. I'm just not there yet. Coming up tonight, Hawks at Heat, game two of that series. Miami 
won game one. The Timberwolves, surprisingly, knocked off the Grizz in game one of that series. Memphis trying to even it out tonight in the FedEx Forum. That's at 8.30. And then late night, it'll be the Suns, big favorites over the Pelicans. So not a great night, uh, at least on the schedule. I guess if I want to, I don't know, Hawks Heat and T-Wolves Grizzlies could be interesting, Chandler. I think the Suns uh, manhandled the Pelicans in that series. Yeah, I'm not going to be worried about watching that game. I, I'm like you. I do like the T-Wolves and Grizzlies game. Uh, the, that series, I think, is going to turn out to be a really good one. What a great start for the Timberwolves. Um, could you imagine, Clip? I'm going to pull a Troy D. Could you imagine if the Timberwolves win this series? You thought the crowd was crazy and Pat Beverly was crazy for that play-in <laughs> tournament win. Imagine if they get a win for this first round. Do in, they do a parade between I, I rounds guess. one and two? I don't know. but uh, so Looking forward to the uh, continuation of this series. and uh, Yeah, I'm like you. I, I think Suns will take care of business. So if they're able to knock off the Grizzlies, that would set them up with the red hot golden state warriors so man i mr future was looking at and it might not come to fruition but i was looking at the sixers and the warriors just because those teams were at the time i was looking at it like plus 1000 to win the championship and now i'm so i think the warriors go on a run here and i think the raptors will win at least one game in toronto maybe two but uh, I don't know. All of a sudden, I don't think the Sixers will be there, there at the end, but they've looked good so far. I'll say that in yeah. their series with Toronto. Talk about the Warriors. Uh, last night, Steph said that he said he's back. I guess he means playoff Steph because yeah. we saw for many years there this Warriors team just going absolute crazy, not just playoff runs, but regular season runs too. But when they came to the playoffs, they were just a well-oiled machine and hard to stop, and that's what it's looking like right now. I looked at the uh, score last State. night. They were down seven, I think, in the first quarter, and then it, I looked again, and they were up by seven and a half. Yeah. I mean, they, just in the blink of an eye, they go on those runs. All right, uh, there is your scoreboard uh, brought to you by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. And uh, we'll have a score for you tonight on our social media after East Carolina takes on UNCW. We'll talk about that one when we return on Pirate Radio Live with former ECU great Seth Manus. He's now on the uh, the dark side, the bad side. He's with UNCW. But we'll talk about his pirate memories, what he's up to today, his MLB memories, and a whole lot more. Seth Manus joins us on the other side. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from sales to service. Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. And if you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World, across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. 
Party back with the hour two Pirate Radio Live. Let's talk some baseball this hour. The MLB variety later on and the ECU and college variety right now as joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line, former Pirate Great, St. Louis Cardinal, Kansas City Royal, and uh, now the coordinator of player development at UNCW. He is Seth Manus joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live line. Seth, great to have you back on Pirate Radio. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Appreciate you uh, joining us here on the show today. It is game day. Pirates and Seahawks at Clark LeClaire Stadium coming up at 630. And Seth, uh, you got that title, Coordinator of Player Development. It's a pretty broad title. So could you give us uh, your day-to-day duties? What are you doing with UNCW this season? I'm mainly um, helping out Kelly Seacrest um, with the pitchers, you know, helping them, trying to, you know, Honestly, throw more strikes. That's been our, you know, struggle this year, trying to get more in the zone a little bit and um, really helping out wherever I can, whatever uh, Coach Hood needs. And, Seth, how did you end up uh, at UNCW? What was the uh, – do you have a connection there? Um, not really, honestly. I, I knew Hood a little bit, um, just, you know, meeting him place to place. But um wanted to get back into baseball. I love the college level. Um, I feel like that's the last, like, true, you know, everybody's pulling in the same direction. Um, uh, you know, pro ball is a little different. Guys get on their own a little bit, and you know the team game kind of lacks a little, goes to the back burner a little bit. And so, in the Wilmington area, and trying to help out, and you know, had a little opening and stepped in, and rest is history. Seth Maynus joining us. Seth, you've had one uh, meeting with East Carolina this year. Is it strange to be on the other side of the purple and gold? How, how strange is that for you? It is. It's a little bittersweet, you know, seeing the you know always a pirate at heart and. Um, Watching them, been following their, um, you know, Cliff's done a hell of a job recently and you know, been watching them year to year while still playing and stuff. And now seeing them across the lines is a little different story. Seth Main is joining us. East Carolina taking on UNCW today. The Pirates were able to get the Seahawks earlier this year in a good one at Brooksfield, 3-1. to one. The rematch coming up tonight, 6-30 at Clark LeClaire Stadium. And let's talk about uh, some of your memories uh, there pitching uh, with East Carolina, Seth. And when you left school, you had a lot of records for Pirates wins and uh, strikeouts, I believe, and all, uh, all sorts of records. So uh, when you think back to being on that mound in Greenville, uh, what are some of the memories that come to mind for you? Uh, one of the biggest things I, I tell everybody, I think it's um, probably hands down the best place to play college baseball, the atmosphere-wise in the state. And, I mean, you really don't appreciate that till you go to, a, you know, another school midweek game and there may be a couple hundred people there at max. And uh, you go to a, you know, midweek game at Clark LeClaire and, you know, the couple thousand people. It's a special place and the, the fans are so good. And that's really one of the biggest things I took away from playing the East Carolina, how good the fans were. And Seth, uh, it's funny you bring up fans. Great crowd, uh, obviously, that follows Pirate Baseball. But when I talk to the East Carolina players, uh, we talk to them every Monday here on the show. Uh, they actually say UNCW is one of their favorite places to play on the road because of the fans there and how rowdy they get and things like that. So you've been able to experience that on uh, two different sides now. Oh, definitely. That East Carolina rolls into Wilmington. It, it's a uh, you know always a uh, you know first little in-state battle, and um, the fans really come out for that. Um, it, it, it's been fun to see. Seth, you you've pitched on so many different levels, including the you know the the highest level you can get to, and that's pitching in the playoffs, pitching in the World Series, and uh, you know I got to ask what, what's it. 
you always try to make it the same right no matter what venue you're in no matter the stage but you know pitching in the world series compared to you know pitching a midweek game at east carolina are you able to to calm those nerves what's that like uh, when you're on the mound with such high stakes I mean, definitely. You you better be able to calm those nerves <laughs> there because that's really you know the mound distance didn't change the pitters it, a little better and everything, but still you have to play your game and that's what I try to preach. You know, you have to perfect your craft. Each pitcher, you have to learn what makes you go and what makes you tick and be under control at the, at those times when you get elevated out there and you if you succumb to the moment, you know you're going to be more up in the zone and you know not be able to handle it as well and. You have to keep it as simple as possible, you know, learning yourself, and that's what I try to preach to them. Seth, how much change has there been in baseball just going back to 2013-14 when you're, you know, in the big leagues or, or even prior to that at East Carolina and, and today with all the computer technology and, and what's the same, what's different, what are you kind of teaching now that maybe you didn't do when you played? Uh, the biggest thing I've seen is, I mean, of course, the emphasis on velocity is, you know, the pitching, nobody really pitches anymore, in my opinion. And that's kind of been the lost art, the focus on, you know, everything's so nasty. The velo's good. Everybody's slider, off-speed's so good. But we're having trouble coming in the zone now. So and that's why I feel like the games are taking a little bit longer. There's more walks out there. Yes, everybody's stuff is nastier. But, you know, being consistently in the zone, which I felt like was my main craft, and it's kind of gone to the back burner a little bit. So you're kind of glad you were, I mean, it, it, all that stuff was probably here and, and coming around when you were pitching in the bigs, but not to the effect w- of where it is now. Are you kind of glad you missed out on uh, all the computer technology that's around today that probably helped out the, the style of pitching you had, I would imagine? So I th- that's probably what ran me out of the game. I was <laughs> very sexy on the, on the analytical side. I didn't do much good. I was just, you know, competing and um Hopefully they were, my defense was working that day and they were hitting it to somebody because, yeah, I, I didn't do anything very special with the, you know, velo or, you know, stuff-wise. I was just more of a competitor. So who, uh, the, the, with the style of your pitching, who were your favorites to watch when you were coming up, Seth? Who, who did you like watching pitch? I, I was a big Braves fan growing yeah. up watching, you know, Maddox, Glavin, those guys, late late 90s. And, you know, I really love Greg, Greg Maddox. He's my guy. And, you know, I wanted to be him and – you know, the way he's able to move the ball in, out, up, down. You know, I thought that, you know, had the hitters hitting his pitch. And then that was my guy. Seth, I'm sure you've been asked this a million times. Who was uh, who were some of the toughest hitters you, you faced uh, in the bigs? Who was somebody you just couldn't get out? I'd, uh, probably Todd Frazier, the Todd father. Huh. He owned me. I, I don't know if I got him out. You know, I think he was like 9 for 10 off me. But, you know, <laughs> facing Judge Stanton, those guys, I mean, See them on TV, doesn't do them justice. They are monsters in the box and uh, very intimidating to pitch to. Was there anybody that was uh, an all-star, a really good hitter, that for some reason you had their number? Anybody you uh, dominated out there? I wouldn't say I dominated many people. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was more smoke and mirrors guy and very fortunate. And uh, and St. Louis is known as one of the uh, best crowds in the big. So you went from great crowds uh, in Greenville to pitching in front of the uh, the Cardinal faithful. That had to be pretty cool for you. Yes, truly blessed with that. I always tell a story. My dad came. I think it was a Tuesday day game, and there was forty thousand people there. And my dad asked the person he was sitting next to, and he says, 
nobody work in this town? <laughs> it's not when the Cardinals are playing. So, you know, just fortunate to be there as well. That's pretty cool. Seth Main is joining us. So, Seth, what, uh, you know, what, what's next for you? Uh, you're in this role right now with UNCW. Do you want to get into managing? Do you want to be on the uh, the development side of things? You know, well, what's the uh, the goal for you as you continue your baseball career uh, in this uh, this aspect of it? I'm honestly not 100%. I really enjoy being around the college game. I would love to stick with that if possible, but I get my biggest kick is, you know, helping guys out, teaching them something and watching that transition and watching them figure that out and, you know, start to have a little bit more success and, you know, just any, any way I can. Uh, Kelly Secrets is doing a great job down here, and I've you know, been fortunate to talk, be able to talk baseball with him a lot. And um, I really I think I just want to stay around the college baseball program if I can. And uh, you're, you're right when it comes to the, you know, it's a, a pure form of the game. You, you watch East Carolina play, and you know this, Seth, uh, watching them and scouting them, they will drop down a bunt quicker than just about anybody. So they'll do some small ball. They'll, they'll hit the long ball. But uh, as far as the changes we see in Major League Baseball, uh, is college uh, kind of a more pure form of the game when you compare it to the, uh, the pro level and what happens these days? That's what I feel like it is, you know, guys, you know, that team effort, we're going to do whatever it is to get this win tonight. And, you know, unfortunately at the pro level, sometimes guys go out, you know, get their three hits and then team lose. It's all good, you know, because you're, you're hoping to move on. That's the ultimate goal for everybody that plays. You want to get there. And so a little bit of the team game gets lost in the, the flow of things. Seth Main is joining us. Seth, uh, the old phrase, I hear it in, in football a lot, but baseball too, the best ability is availability. And it's just a shame that, you know, baseball is a, a game of failure when you look at averages and things like that, but also uh, you're going to get hurt at times. So, you know, how tough is that being a baseball player? What do you, you tell to maybe your young guys that, that get hurt that, hey, th- this happens to everybody. It's not the end. You got to keep on going. It's just it's part of it, right? Unfortunately, it is being an overhead thrower, unnatural motion. It's always, you know, lingering thought. It could be in the back of your head, but you got to go with, I mean, leave it out on the field every day. You get the chance to play. Don't, can't be thinking about that. And, you know, if that road does come and you encounter energy, like mentally it'll beat you down, but you know, it's one day at a time. And what can I do to get better? If it's surgery or rehabbing, you know, one day at a time and, you know, get back out there, whatever, but. When you have the ability to be out there, give them hell. Seth Maness joining us. Seahawks coming off a sweep over Towson as they come to Greenville today to take on the Pirates. Seth, uh, you're hoping uh, your team can can get this thing going here at the end of the year, 21-13 and 13 overall, 6-3 and three in conference play. So a pretty good year for UNCW and uh, still time to, to put together a special season here for you guys. I mean, definitely. It's always been tough to win on the road, and I mean, Everybody knows coming to Clark Claire is not an easy place to easy place to get a road win. So hope hope is a good game. Fill it up, and um, no, I'm, we come out on top. Well, Seth, uh, great to talk with you, man. Great to hear your voice back on Pirate Radio. Keep up the great work there, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road, man. Cliff, really appreciate you having me. Thanks so much. Seth Manis joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Great to have Seth back in Greenville. Wish it wasn't in a UNCW uh, uniform, but uh, that's great that he's starting now uh, another part of his baseball career, which uh, has spanned a a long time now and uh, was able to make a lot of money pitching in the bigs and now is uh, looking to to go into coaching and and says he he really prefers and enjoys the college baseball game. It's uh, 
so it's more it's uh more of a team game than a me game and uh we uh might see his name a long long time in the college baseball world all right let's take a break we'll come back we'll uh we'll talk some major league baseball some o's and more with mark brown from camdenchat.com orioles late night west coast baseball this week as they take on the A's and the Angels, coming off a series win over the Yankees. That's pretty rare as uh, Baltimore has been dominated by the Bombers really up until, I think, last year. They were able to get a few wins against them, but to win a home series against the Yankees, something to talk about if you're an O's fan. We'll talk about it with Mark Brown when we return after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Got some day baseball going on watching the uh, Giants have a 4-1 to lead over the Mets in the fourth inning. Also, uh, Chandler's Nationals, a winner earlier today over the Diamondbacks, 6-1. to They'll play again tonight at 7.05. Just a couple of scores there on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DaBuck. DaBuck. Coming up later tonight, uh, O's and A's going at it in Oakland. Oakland won uh, game one of the series last night. Orioles coming off a series victory over the New York Yankees. And joining us now on the Pirate Radio Live line, Mark Brown from Camden Chat dot com covers the o's and he joins us here today on pirate radio live mark how you doing clip i'm doing pretty good yeah i wanted to uh, get you on because something happened uh, over the weekend that does not happen too often and that's the orioles winning two of three from the new york yankees so uh, a fun time there you had a walk-off uh, mixed in there and a late inning rally there in game three uh, to send the uh, birdland folks home happy this weekend mark and again that's something that uh, O's fans have not seen a lot over the years uh, beating the yankees in a series no, you're right. Uh, it was funny last year. The Orioles ended up doing the best versus the Yankees of any AL East team, which turned out to be they went 8-11 and 11 against the Yankees, which is still not very good. But um, considering the Rays, they went, the Orioles went 1-18 against the Rays, uh, it was pretty funny that they did so well against the Yankees. Carried over into the first season there. As you noted, we got a walk-off. Uh, my fiancé and I were there that night. That was a late night uh for that game went 11 innings but we did get the uh, walk-off walk to end it and have everybody go home happy so um you know you're absolutely right it's never bad when the orioles beat the yankees two or three and how about the pitching i mean you think yankees you think of all the big bats in the lineup how are uh those those pitchers able to keep those yankees bats quiet over the weekend yeah, you know, Clip, uh, if you had told me 10 days ago or so that the Orioles were only going to have allowed 35 runs so far through their first 10 games, I would have been thinking, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. How is that possibly going to happen? You know, three, three and a half runs a game on average. Uh, the downside of that is the Orioles offense has only scored 22 runs, <laughs> 2.2 runs per game. So uh, I think 
how the pitching is able to do it, maybe some is there's been some improvement by the Orioles in terms of what they're having pitchers do. Um, it would be nice to believe that. I think probably there's some kind of uh, league-wide explanation because offense is uh, dipped across the entire league, it seems like. Um, pitchers are ascendant through the first couple weeks of the season. Uh, we'll see if, uh, you know, as the season goes along, is there going to be some kind of did it turn out MLB secretly changed the baseball? Uh, of course, this season is the first uh, where every stadium in use in the league is using a humidor, which was first introduced uh, in Coors Field to kind of try and dampen offense in the mile-high environment out there in uh, Denver. So it, that's evolved over time, and now they're using humidors in every stadium to kind of try and standardize, okay, uh, they store these uh, the baseballs in these devices to try and kind of make sure that they're kept at the same um, temperature and pressure everywhere. So theoretically, that would standardize offense uh, across the league, regardless of the specific uh, temperature in the city. Uh, that's going on now. I, I feel like it's possible that maybe they've tuned it a little too uh, tight and that's dampening the offense. So I, we'll see if that comes out as the season's gone along. O's scored one run last night in their 5-1 to one loss against Oakland. It is a long West Coast trip for Baltimore as they'll take on the A's for three more games. We'll have uh, Tuesday and Wednesday night late night games for you right here on Pirate Radio and then this weekend when they take on the Angels. And uh, Mark, uh, early in the year, West Coast trip for the O's and just trying to keep their head above water here because you could, you know, win two out of three from the Yankees, head west, and then come back home uh, with a, uh, you know, a seven-game losing streak or something like that. So uh, Orioles trying to avoid that here on this trip. Yeah, absolutely. It would be nice if they could do that. Uh, if they're going to do that, they're really going to need to start hitting better. As you said, just scoring the one run last night, uh, the Orioles so far – through the first 10 games, they have the worst slugging percentage of any American League team. They're slugging a cool 293. It's it's unbelievably bad. They've only hit four home runs so far. Uh, again, that's the worst in the American League. They've got the most strikeouts of any American League offense. They've struck out 110 times in 10 games. Uh, it's pretty bad. Um, there's uh, at least four regular players who are batting under 200. Uh, including Cedric Mullins, last year's breakout all-star. Uh, Ramon Urias, who was one of the better players last year, also is below that Mendoza line, uh, as well as Rugnet Odor, who is most well-known for punching Jose Bautista in the face, and he was with the Texas Rangers, uh, has not really covered himself in glory early in his Orioles tenure. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, guys are going to need to start hitting if we're going to avoid, as you said, the Orioles coming back after losing like seven straight games out there. Yeah, Mark, uh, you can follow uh, Mark on Twitter. You can also follow at Camden Chad and following the Camden Chad account. It seems like you're not a big Odor guy here early on. No, it's just, you know, he hasn't been good for a long time. Um, and I don't know why exactly they were like, okay, let's bring him in. Uh, you know, he's not very good at the one position he does play, which is second base. Uh, we saw that in last night's game. He committed uh, a key error that led to two unearned runs scoring uh, in the sixth inning when the Athletics got four runs off the Orioles that proved to be decisive in the game. So far, he's not hitting. Uh, so he hasn't given me much reason to be excited about him being here yet. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, if, you know, if he, if he hits like five home runs in the next five games, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a bandwagoner when it comes to Orioles. Play. All right. They're doing good. I'm a fan, but, um, 
you know, if, if they're not doing good and it's not someone where it's like, okay, this guy's a prospect where I want to have some patience or this guy's kind of an established veteran where I want to have some patience, you know, uh, Rugnet Odor was just kind of, the Orioles were the only team that was willing to pay him and pl- to play. Of course, he's also getting paid by for to go away by uh, his previous <laughs> teams because he had uh, he had signed a, a lucrative deal with his uh, his old team, the Texas Rangers, uh, and then got released there, which is why the Orioles have him for basically the major league minimum. So I guess that made him an attractive signing. But um, yeah, I mean, he he just hasn't done anything yet. And again, it's only ten games, so whatever. He could could be a slow start. He turns around. But he, he, he has, he's been on a downward trajectory uh, through the last several seasons and hasn't done much through the first few weeks here to, uh, well, a couple weeks, uh, to make me feel like he's changing the trajectory. Mark Brown came to Chad.com joining us. Mark, uh, the most wins in baseball so far this season. No shocker. The Dodgers knocking off the Braves last night. Freddie Freeman hitting his first home run as a Dodger against the Braves. You could have predicted that one. Um, and then second most wins in baseball. There is a uh, log jam for four teams with seven wins one of those teams is the new york mets and uh buck showalter in that dugout we've already seen buck have a shouting match with an opposing team we also saw him get a lot of credit for having a player steal a base during an appeal and buck showalter got a lot of credit for that for knowing the baseball rules where some may not and i don't know as an o's fan you saw some success uh with buck showalter when he was there as the manager what do you think about buck being back in the game uh, as the mets manager mark uh, yeah, I mean, Clip, as I've told you before, I, I'm happy for Buck that he's got another job. I really hope it goes well for him up there. Um, it, it would kind of defy history a little bit if he has a very good first season because uh, as we became familiar with in Baltimore, the uh, the quote-unquote Buck Showalter effect really would only take place in like his second full season somewhere, which we saw uh, in the Orioles in that they had a good stretch when he was first hired in 2010. Uh, the 2011 season was not very good. And then 2012, the, the second full season of Buck, the Orioles were suddenly good. So it, and he did the same um, in his previous managerial stops, where it was the second season where he really made a difference. So uh, if he can just do it right away with the Mets, uh, especially when they've got the injury problems for their, their number one guy, Jacob DeGrom, uh, I, I think that would be great. Uh, it would be a great story, uh, you know, of course, with the Orioles' connection, I would be really happy for him to find some success there. So, uh, you know, I hope he can find keep finding some stuff deep in the rule book and uh, pulling off the surprises. Like as you said, the steal during the appeal was, uh, you know, it, it's just uh, baseball is more fun when there's fun little capers like that going on, especially when it's uh, you know a Buck Walter team doing stuff like that. And speaking of former Orioles, Mark, and I'm sorry to bring this up. This is a, a tough name for you, but it is in the news. Jake Arrieta announced his retirement. We're going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, you don't have fond memories. Of, well, I think it was more about what he did when he left Baltimore right? young with the Cubs that irks you. Well, he, he was just such a frustrating player when he was here because it was just you could always sense the talent. Like, he always did enough to make you believe, okay, there's something there. And there was just always, like, a hurdle or two within a game uh, that he just couldn't overcome. It seemed like could never sustain just a solid stretch of, of pitching well. And then he would have these stretches of disaster, get demoted to the minors, dominate there, come back, and just look lost. And just for whatever reason, he couldn't put it together here. 
So it was, it was, and still is frustrating that then he got traded to Chicago and somehow they managed to get him to have that consistent success. Uh, you know, should that be a condemnation of the Orioles pitching development program at that time? Possibly, you know, was there something about Arietta? Did he really just need the shock of, okay, the change of scenery suddenly made him, um, approach baseball with a different focus, you know, did, was, was he maybe a little complacent with about his talent until he realized, oh, well, I got to straighten out. I got traded. Somebody doesn't want me anymore. You know, I, I don't know. Um, it's been long enough ago now, I guess, that uh, I, I was really playing up the frustration when you brought up his name. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it certainly past Mark was um, pretty frustrated when uh, Arietta got traded in 2013 and then uh, went on to win that 2015 Cy Young Award in the National Yeah, uh, You know, but he, he's called it a career and... Um, not many players uh, ultimately can say they were good enough to win that Cy Young. So, um, although, as I said, my 2013 self wouldn't believe it, me for saying it. Uh, you know, congratulations to Ariette on a good career. <laughs> there you go. You've matured, Mark. Uh, Mark Brown came to chat. <laughs> came to chat.com joining us. Give us a. Uh, an, uh, are we on? You know, Adley Ruch, Rutschman watch. Uh, how about the prospects for the Yos? Uh, are you? I'm sure you're keeping an eye on what's going on with all those guys. And uh, at what point are we going to see some of these uh, new Orioles faces? So Adley Rutschman, we're kind of still on the injury watch. Uh, he suffered a little bit of a forearm soreness when uh, there was a minor league scrimmage before the big league spring training even opened. Uh, that was about a month ago, so he hasn't played in any kind of organized game action since then. Supposedly, he's going to be able to get into Norfolk games soon. Uh, that's what GM Mike Elias suggested. So hopefully he's going to move quick once he does that. Uh, we'll see what's to come there. Uh, as an Orioles fan, I tend towards being pessimistic just from the last several years of reality. But, um, you know, Rutschman, this guy is a limited, feels like. Switch hitting catcher, good at both sides of the plate, good hitting, good for power, good defensively. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing him. I'm also looking forward to seeing pitchers he's going to be catching. Uh, the two guys that are the closest are pitching for the AAA Norfolk Tides right now. One of them is uh, Grayson Rodriguez, a former Orioles first-round pick. Uh, another is Kyle Bradish, who was acquired in the Dylan Bundy trade from the Angels a couple years ago. Uh, they're both doing really well so far for Norfolk. Um, the Orioles are probably going to make sure that they're getting their innings built up after, uh, you know, the, the 2020 season where the minor leagues just didn't happen. Uh, they don't want to rush guys. Uh, and then, of course, again, the shortened big league spring training this year. They don't want to be trying to make everybody go seven innings, 100 pitches right away and have people get hurt. So they're kind of slow playing some of these guys. Um, I think we're probably not going to start seeing the pitchers until maybe July. Um, Rutschman, I still am holding out hope we're maybe going to see him before or not too long after May the 1st. Uh, he, he was probably going to, well, he was really, Rutschman was potentially an opening day roster candidate. Um, before he had that forearm injury, as we saw a number of teams across the league had their top prospects debut, uh, including another former number one pick who was debuted with the Tigers, Spencer Torkelson. Uh, Royals had Bobby Witt Jr. debut. Mariners had an outfield prospect, Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. All those guys were on the opening day roster. Um, Rushman was hurt, so that was a big bummer. <laughs> I don't know if the Orioles would have joined that trend or not, but um, you know, I- I'm really excited to see Rushman. I hope he is... Uh, healthy within days as is currently being suggested and can join the Orioles within a couple weeks. 
Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com. Games going on as we speak, Mark. Uh, you're, a, you're a records guy. You like uh, the baseball history and everything. Uh, there are 17 baseball games today. The, the math doesn't check out. That means everybody's playing, and there's two doubleheaders. So I don't know what the record books say, Mark, but is this the most games in one day in Major League Baseball history? It's got to be close to it. Oh, you know, uh, I don't have that encyclopedia page crack. <laughs> I tell you what, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it is an interesting quirk. Um, and of course, fortunately, this year we're back to uh, double headers or full length. There's no more of that seven inning, um, you know, each game shenanigans. So, uh, going to be a long day for a couple teams there. Um, yeah, one, you know, one of those is not too far from me. Uh, I live, uh, I live uh, near Washington Nationals territory. Um, rained out yesterday now they're playing a doubleheader today so i you know um it's uh it uh, i guess the question is is that going to help break some offense across baseball because uh i think i saw over the weekend um that when they played on sunday there was like the fewest home runs that had ever been hit in a day uh, oh wow with that number of games was like happened just on sunday so again it's it's part of this trend of for whatever reason offense is down um I, I don't know when don't know when that's going to break. Of course, the weather warming up always tends to bring out more offense. Yeah. Even relative to past Aprils, it's really um, it, things are really slow right now for for scoring runs. So interesting. Uh, you know that, that's kind of the big ongoing story, and uh, what exactly is causing it? They're going to have to pick apart. Uh, you know, as more baseball is played. But um, so you know, will some of that break out today in this uh, seventeen game slate day? As you said, it, that, it's a lot of baseball. So that's good for a baseball fan. Well, if you're up late uh, checking out the O's, head over to uh, CamdenChat.com, and uh, you guys will be up, Mark, uh, with the coffee, watching the O's take on the A's, right? Oh, yes. We will be awake. Um, maybe not me specifically quite as long <laughs> on recap duty last night. Uh, finished at about one thirty in the morning. Uh, probably going to sleep a little bit earlier tonight, but we will have, pe- we will have people around. East Coast night owls and our folks from other time zones. So, uh, good deal. Happy to have anybody who's staying up late with the Orioles. Mark, enjoy the baseball chat as always, man. We'll uh, we'll reconvene in May and uh, talk more baseball with you, man. All right, that sounds good. Take care till then. Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com, joining us, talking some O's, talking some MLB Giants with a lead over the Mets right now in the fifth inning. That's the only game going on right now in Major League Baseball. Nats a winner earlier today. Braves and Dodgers going at it later tonight. Uh, Shirley's Red Sox against the Blue Jays. Igos Mariners taking on the Rangers. It is a full day in Major League Baseball. Take a timeout. Come back and wrap up Hour 2. Get you ready for Hour 3. Stephen Igo hoists the colors will join us. Igo uh, may have some basketball scoop for us. We'll see uh, how much he wants to divulge on checking out some ECU basketball practice with Mike Schwartz. We'll talk Pirate Baseball. We'll talk some Pirate Football as well. Have our portal update. That and more on the way in Hour 3. Also, we'll make you a winner. A lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. 
Now back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 55,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, wrapping up Hour 2 of today's show. Stay tuned, Hour 3. If you're a Pirate fan, you'll want to tune in. Steve and I, your Hoist the Colors, will be here. Talk Pirate Hoops, Pirate Football, Pirate Baseball, and more with Iga. Uh, last night was not into the NBA playoff games. Uh, Braves had a late start uh, against the Dodgers, so uh, I was looking for something to watch. And the Batman was released on HBO Max. And I started it kind of late. And I had watched. It was all right. It was pretty good. I was in it. I was into it. But I had watched. I felt like like an hour, hour and a half of it. And I looked. I hit pause to see how much time was left, and it still said two hours. It's like how long is this freaking movie? It's about three hours. So I uh, will go home and finish that tonight. But the new Batman. Um, how many times have they reset this story? There's been a million Keaton which I, I enjoyed and then i don't know how far that story went who was the next one clooney george clooney was, no, was it clooney or val kilmer which one came first uh might have been kilmer might have been kilmer yeah. you're right so um, you had clooney you had val kilmer now i really liked the reboot with christian bell i did the dark knight i, I did enjoy that one the dark knight might be a little bit of a different take on much darker much darker as the name says Mm -hmm. um much darker joker yes with i mean heath Heath ledger Ledger, which i mean and i didn't really like bang i mean i loved jack nicholson as the joker in michael keaton's version while i was watching it last night shirley dance with the devil in the pale moonlight yes i was thinking of that line yeah ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight he was a creepy joker but in had a more, the long gun yeah but long. he would it, it was more true to the comic book version of yeah. of batman as opposed to heath ledger's version of the bat of when, the excuse me the joker when they danced that prince song as they uh gas up the place in the old in the jack nicholas hmm help me he's no, they, they no, well, splatter paint on all the uh i'm kind of remember well that. i do remember the prince song because it was called bat dance that was actually the name of it. And it actually has the sample of the line, Ever Dance with the Devil in the Pale Moonlight, in huh. the song. Okay. Um, but I don't recall the song playing during that scene. I'll have to go back and see if I can't find it. I like that. That's uh, interesting. The song's also played in uh, The Last Dance. They're showing Michael Jordan highlights. and I can't remember the, what you, you said. is Bat Dance? I thought, yeah, that's the one that Prince did. Hold on. All right, we got to Google something up. We're gonna Google, Google it up. up. I like uh, I like Catwoman in the new one. Turns out it's the daughter of Lenny Kravitz. I did not know that while watching it. Is she popular? Is she a famous actress? Zoe uh, Kravitz. Yeah, what's she been in? Uh, she's been in a couple of things. Um, I can't remember right off the top top of my head. The Batman, Divergent. Oh, Kimmy, I've seen that. That was on HBO Max. That's a new movie. Okay, she's that girl. I have seen that. All right, I've seen her somewhere. Uh, the Batman soundtrack. When I think Last Batman soundtrack, I think of Kiss from a Rose. 
mm-hmm. kissed by a rose what's it called the seal song oh the whole the whole batman soundtrack is basically it's a studio album by prince this is the original mm-hmm. like the OG. 1989 okay who's the female lead the top five prince songs from ooh, ooh. they're in a museum the joker museum oh. dance scene why is that doing that hate it when it does that um i love how i'm looking at the phone like a dad would <laughs> i wonder if it was party man We've party got, man that's it that's it how did party it go man. oh party here. man well I'm about, I'm about to pull it up here well be careful we don't want to get flagged party potty man party man i'm on the pot i'm potty man I might need to uh, to YouTube this, I guess, after the show. Okay. That's nah, not really ringing a bell. I need to see the scene, I guess. Yeah. Th- I do remember the video because he dressed up as the Joker for the video. All right. A Joker-esque outfit. I've never seen a Robert Pattinson movie. So he was in those vampire Twilight. movies, correct? Twilight yeah. movie. He was also where he looked like a scale, uh, a scale, a, a skinny, pale is what I was going for. <laughs> I was a wondering scale? You, a scale? scale. What's that? A skinny, pale dude. Okay. And I don't know how much CGI is included in this new Batman, but he's a big dude. That can't be all him. That's got to be CGI. I don't know because I haven't seen. He looks uh, the Batman like a, a man. Uh, now I've only I, seen him as a boy. He's uh, he was also if you watched any of the Harry Potter movies, did not. Okay, he was Cedric Diggory. Who, if you watched the, um, I know Cedric Goblet the of Fire, okay. the Goblet of Fire episode. Cedric he plays Cedric Diggory. Who, spoiler alert, dies in the movie, <laughs> but. Um, I, I like these superhero movies. I will say, like, we are completely overdone with superhero stuff. Well, I like superhero movies as long as that either there's a continuance of the, the story that you know, or um, there's a different take on it. it. Like, for example, we went from Keaton to Christian Bale, basically. Um, I, I like that that kind of different take um some go a little too far but like just yesterday they released the uh trailer for thor's new movie mm-hmm. uh love and thunder i really like thor ragnarok is that what ragnarok was really good that's a fun uh, movie. ragnarok was a fun movie i loved dark world um is that the that first w- one uh, no that's the second one okay ragnarok would have been the third um but i really liked um uh thor uh dark world but natalie portman returns as thor's love interest but also as mighty thor who is the female version of thor which is kind of cool so i I like superhero movies anyway the only one that has really disappointed me as far as superhero movies is the second wonder woman the first wonder woman was outstanding never saw it with gal gadot but uh, the, the, the second one is it called like 1980 yeah, it's called 1989 and was... i was so excited to watch it because you know 80s is my wheelhouse and i my first like real superhero like you know jason's is spider-man that's what like his first superhero that he kind of 
really, really liked was Spider-Man. Mine was Wonder Woman. I grew up watching Linda Carter on TV, and I was extremely disappointed in the second one. First one I thought was great. We are in a superhero rabbit hole. Sorry. Well, yeah, just the a renaissance, I guess, with all these movies and TV but shows. But I love and, it though, and everything. I, I don't mind it yeah. as long as it's a it's a good story and it kind of sucks you in. Cool, neat but story. if it but if it sucks, yeah, I'm not going to be happy about it. All right. So uh, I mean, how many Superman movies have we seen over the years? We could. See, I mean, there if was we, that it, random one in 2007. Which one? Like who Superman is Superman Returns? Is that the Henry Cavill guy? I, that, might, that might be him. Did anybody yeah. watch the Smallville show? I love Smallville. I never watched it. Why did you bring it up then? Because it was Superman, right? <laughs> it was, basically, yeah. yeah TV version it. of it. Stephen Igo, Hoist the Color, is going to join us to talk pirate athletics. Would you like to join in on the superhero conversation? Have you seen the Batman? <laughs> so, I was, uh, hold on. Get all right you got time um i was driving in and you brought up the batman and i was like you know last night it was kind of late for me and erica so like, let's check out this batman movie you know it just came out on hbo max right around 8 39 we flipped it on pretty good and then i'm like all right we got to be about halfway through this thing wait are you <laughs> copying my story i'm just saying what happened last night okay so what happened so i flipped on like the pause button you know and there's like still two hours left in this movie and i'm an hour and 15 minutes into it i'm like how long is this movie <laughs> this guy legitimately though the same exact thing happened to me that is nuts like it's and then i had to pause it there because i'm like i can't get through all this tonight but i'm interested in the movie because y'all talked about um how you know kind of each if you're going to redo a superhero movie, there's got to be a different take. This Batman's more like investigative, detective-oriented, I feel like, thus far. He's at the murder scene at the very mm-hmm. beginning. And he's like, you know, there's more... It's a little bit slower pace, which I guess is why it's three hours. But, uh, you know, the Riddler is the the villain. I don't know. And I shouldn't say anything until I see the whole right, movie. Right, right. I'm intrigued early on. The Riddler is not very comic-like. Yes. They, it's, I guess they're going dark. Yeah, it's a very dark version of the Riddler. Yeah, see, I like Jim Carrey in, the, you know, in his version of the Riddler. Yeah. Now, yeah. the rest of the movie was kind of, eh, but I did like his version of the Riddler. I would wow. say this guy's about the as opposite as you can get from Jim Carrey. So, did Carrey you finish Riddler. it? No, no, I still have the two hours left. <laughs> we stopped. We're probably at the same exact point. <laughs> this is really crazy. So anyway, all right. Well, I'm gonna. You finishing it tonight? Finish Probably it not. I don't know. You got baseball. baseball. Yeah. Probably uh, later this week. All right. We'll get uh, Igo's full recap and review of the Batman whenever he and Erica finish it. All right. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk pirate hoops, pirate baseball, ECU football. We got it all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. 
Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club, or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now, let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, where to begin with Stephen Igo from Hoist the Colors? Batman Begins was a movie. We're not going to begin there. We've talked about that. You want to go down another? Uh, no. Go down another superhero. Shirley, did you watch Gotham? Rabbit Hole, the TV show. I did. I did watch a little bit of that. I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I did watch some of it. All right, we're back. <laughs> Stephen, uh, let's start with big fan of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know if I Same. watched the second one. It was I really good. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. That, those are fun movies. You don't need to... I don't know. I guess you need to know something for all of them. But like when I watched that and when I watched Thor Ragnarok, I felt like I didn't know a lot of the storyline, but I just enjoyed the movie right, for what it was because it was fun. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll talk ECU now. Uh, what do you want to start? Football, basketball, baseball? I have a um, question for all three. I don't really have a question for baseball. Well, then let's do baseball. I, all right. How's Jake Coochmaner doing? Uh, from what I know, he's he's doing better. It's not like it's a serious injury. At least that is the expectation. It's I think it's more soreness. Um, you know, I've heard tricep. So it, it doesn't sound like it's directly in the elbow or anything. And again, I'm not a doctor, but that's just what I've heard. He's just an old man dealing and, with injuries. You know, his... I don't know if you're watching the game live, but his injury and departure was a little different than the UCF guy. I mean, when the UCF guy left, what he he was throwing a gym as well. He just spiked a pitch in the dirt and immediately hung his arm like he had been shot and walked straight into the dugout. Mm. Whereas Coochmaner, you know, it looked like it kind of grabbed. You know, maybe he felt something more so than just absolute pain as he threw it like the Patterson guy, but. Yeah, he kind of pointed into what was Robert the score? Then? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, to this, what was the score that time? Like ten to nothing, or something? You know, a lot to a little. Right. There was no need for him to push through it, so he's just like, "All right, get me out of here." Maybe precautionary, mm-hmm. hopefully. And uh, you know, to me, I would think they would be extra cautious going into the weekend, like. If he even throws, I would think that it would be the last game of the weekend, depending on how he feels. But, I mean, ideally you would give him a week off just because you don't want to push through anything and, and, you know, risk it becoming potentially worse. Do we have a starter for tonight? C.J. Mayhew. All right, I like it. C.J. Mayhew uh, pitched pretty well against NC State. I think gave up one run in a couple innings, but – get him on the mound he's uh he was bored this weekend i go he didn't pitch he didn't pitch i would have to go back and look and see the last time he did not pitch in a weekend now he threw two uh last tuesday yes but i mean he's used to being he's used to going three sometimes four times a week i mean he him and sailor and obviously carter spivey how you know they went through a whole series without using spivey and mayhew Wow. They went through a series throwing, I think, eight, eight pitchers, pitchers, and they have thrown like double that in a game this year, I want to say. Yeah, I mean, they've thrown nine or ten pitchers in a lot of games. So, uh, And we might see nine or ten tonight just because yeah. you want everybody 
fresh going into what it amounts to a gigantic, gigantuan, gigantuan series. Is that correct? We'll ask Crazy? Corey Glore when we talk to him on Thursday. I was texting Corey last night. He uh, he submitted a. Speaking of questions, he submitted a question for the VIP chat, which was, do ECU fans still like me, and will they like me this time next week? One fan responded that, is he predicting a two-lane win? I don't like how this is sounding. Hmm. So one fan was not a big <clears throat> big fan of Corey Glor's phrasing. He is the enemy now. We will uh, speak to the enemy Thursday. We'll talk to our friend and superior <clears throat> play-by-play announcer scott rogers on wednesday ask Corey if he's gonna try to get in cliff goblin's head in the pregame like go try and interview him like it's a normal <laughs> like if it's All like right, he's cliff. on the broadcast and is he gonna finish it with go lose the ball game yep because he's always say go win a did he say go win us a ball game or go win a ball game go win a ball game i thought like he said us go. let's go win a ball game coach. yeah maybe it was that let's go win a ball game let's go lose a ball game coach. <laughs> well Corey. Uh, yeah, so looking forward to catching up with old Glore as uh, he'll join us coming up Thursday. And I do like – I liked it going into UCF. I like it uh, going into the Tulane weekend. UC, uh, UCF was ahead of East Carolina. It feels like we need a – we're not the horse I go that's going to run the derby wire to wire. We need to chase a horse. You know what I'm saying? Um, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> and so we, what you're saying is ECU needs some motivation. Yes, we need some motivation. We got that going into UCF. So what we need to do is drop game one against <laughs> Tulane, time in the standings, and then win the next two. Sounds perfectly reasonable, and I'm sure that's what Cliff Godwin's drawing up on the, the, the board right now. Hey, let's win tonight, lose Friday, yeah. come back, kick their tail Saturday and Sunday. But no, I mean, really, if they win two out of three this weekend, not to look past tonight because it's an important game, they have the clear inside track to a conference title because at that point, Houston would really be the only team kind of in your rearview mirror that you hadn't played yet. So, And you get them at home to close the year. And I think they still have to play at UCF and, and play Cincinnati. Cincinnati quietly sweeping Wichita State on the road and now sitting only one game back of ECU as well, and then they come to Clark Clare Stadium, I believe, next weekend. So, going to get your feel of the Bearcats early in conference play, but really, if you go on the road and you win two out of three at Tulane, I mean, you got to be sitting pretty good as far as a conference, champ- or conference championship in the regular season, you know, providing all hell doesn't break loose. But as far as the at-large bid, the American right now ranks 10th in conference RPI, yeah, which I is mean, sad. What's the highest I go they've been over these? They've last been years? they were fifth Fourth last fifth. year. Yeah, I mean usually they're a top five conference. They are tenth, man, this year. And really, you know, you're playing each other at this point. You're not going to move up unless you win a ton of midweek games. But it's uh, it, lo- it looks like a one bid league unless like an ECU or Tulane can just run away with the regular season, improve its standing, and then somebody else will win the conference tournament. Interested to see, yeah, what what happens with that. I'm still thinking that the Pirates are going to have to win the conference tournament to get in. But like you said, if they, this is their mo too, running through this uh, AAC, and we've seen one sweep, two conference wins, and if they could do that, either one of those things this weekend, like you said, uh, it would go a long way for East Carolina. So, uh, and and Zach Agnos, I believe it was him yesterday that said that you look at the final scores, they're blowouts, and. I guess the last game was, but a couple of those games, it's tight. 
midway and they just have those big innings uh steven that we saw and uh that is man that's great to see it, it seems like we haven't seen that a lot this year for east carolina but they uh had a couple of those in orlando and you just hope that offense can keep it clicking this weekend the most impressive inning was the the first game after they got down six to two to come back and you know not receive like a lot of walks or errors or anything they just pounded UCF pitching which by the way entered the weekend with a top 10 RP or uh, ERA in the country they were facing a pitcher that had not allowed to earn run all year ECU had faced him in the regional Greenville championship last year at Maryland he was a transfer to UCF from Maryland so I think they had a little bit of a psychological advantage because they they hit him around in that game as Debbie I would say but uh, you know just they were locked in at the plate, man. Even the outs were hit hard. Like There were a ton of line outs or fly balls to the warning track, a lot of line drives, a lot of hard-hit ground balls. I mean, there were very few poor at-bats. I would love to see the quality at-bat tally for each of those three games because they made a lot of quality pitching look terrible. Steven Igo, Hoist the Colors, joining us. Mike P. has a question. Hey, Igo, tougher game, ODU on a Wednesday or UNCW on a Tuesday? Definitely uh, ODU on a Wednesday. By the way, when I originally made that comment, <laughs> you remember how bad ODU or nondescript ODU baseball used to be? We there? were talking about something, and you said, this is not like playing ODU on right. a Wednesday. You were saying how easy and how, you know, non-stop. And this was four or five years ago when they were an extremely average program. Average. Nice, uh, nice callback, Mike P. Yeah. And, boy, have they become a power. Which, by the way, their RPI is still like... 120 or something mm. so i don't know you know it's kind of a weird year for them because they're like a top 25 caliber club but they played such a crap non-conference schedule that it's i don't know if they can even get in that like large. east carolina yeah ecu in a down year now at 54 in the RPI. we're not the rpi helper we once were i mean really ecu used to carry this league in rpi yeah. still really does the thing that's holding the american back is like memphis South Florida, Wichita, and Cincinnati are all sub-100. Which South Florida and Wichita has had good years, right, in the past? Yeah, yeah. And South Florida has basically all their team back, especially on the mound from last year's regional team, and then they just have played like crap for the Uh, most part. I missed a couple of the superhero comments. Trey says Deadpool was the best superhero. Deadpool is a great... That's a great movie. movie. Even if you're not a superhero fan, if you like raunchy comedies... Mm -hmm. Uh, you would enjoy Deadpool. Mike says we need a superhero movie with different superpowers, like maybe someone whose superpowers they can never miss a three-pointer. Well, we kind of had that, Mike. It was called Rookie of the Year back in the 90s, where Henry Rowan Gardner, a teenage boy, could throw 98 miles per hour. Steph Curry in real life. Speaking of 98 miles per hour pitching, Ichiro threw out the first pitch last week. Yeah. In full Mariners uniform, I mean, I'm convinced this dude only wears his Mariners uniform. Like, I've never seen him in regular gear. It was borderline psychotic psychotic behavior. He goes out on the mound. He's, like, warming up his arm like he's, like, going into the game. Does a full wind-up. And it was clocked in the 90s, right? Was it 90s? Or are they joking about that? I don't know, but it looked like it was. Like, Julio Rodriguez, the, <laughs> the Mariners' top prospect, I was... Was he the one catching? He was the one oh catching, which I was mad about. As yeah. soon as I saw Ichiro take them out, which they have a great relationship. But 
as soon as I saw each other, like, he's going to throw the crap out of this thing. If he spikes it and Julio gets hurt, I'm going to be super pissed. Yeah. But, uh, no, nah, that's just who he is, man. He still takes batting practice. He's retired and he, like, still takes batting practice. I know, like, <laughs> last year, the year before, he still, like, worked out with the team and, like, was just in there taking BP, dressing in full uniform. <laughs> like, I don't think this guy can give it up, man. He just it's very he wants to play. All right. Uh, all right. Switching gears from baseball. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk some football. We have a uh, transfer portal update, some basketball talk as well. When we return, you got a question or comment, you can get it in on Facebook Live, Twitter, or give us a call 317 1250. More to go on Pirate Radio Live, and we'll make you a winner when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at Angel Oak. They continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak wide offerings of products from standard conventional, government, and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live, talking pirate athletics and superheroes. Tyler asking, has anybody seen the movie Mystery Man? Mystery Men, different superhero movie. Looks familiar. I don't know if I watched it. Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo, William H. Macy, Hank Azaria. Good cast. Vaguely remember. Uh, But it did remind me of some other things I did see. The Boys on Amazon Prime is really good. It's kind of like, what if you lived in a world where the superheroes might not necessarily be the good guys? What if they were evil? Mm. That's a really good show. I would recommend that. And also, this is not—I don't know if this is superhero. It's kind of comic book movie, but the movie with—and um, now I can't remember the name of it—with um, Michael Sarah, and he's in a band. Oh, and it's really good. Oh, Scott Pilgrim versus the that's world. It. Yeah, that's it. Seen that all good? I'm not. Dude, I think I you would like that movie. It's got like some rock music in it. And Scott Pilgrim uh, is fighting some super uh, villains. Check that out. You and Erica, date night. Is Scott Pilgrim a superhero? No, he's a regular guy. But everything around him is in like a comic book t- style world. But it's, uh, it's kind of a music film too. Mm. I think you'd like it, Steven. I'm going to recommend it to you. All right, well, I'll check it out. All right. Right after I finish Batman in like three weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great movie. All right, moving on. Was there anything else? No, I think that's it. All right. Uh, oh, I go. Keys to the game tonight. ECU Wilmington. What are some keys? Uh, keys to the game. Throw strikes. It's a midweek game, so if you don't throw strikes and you walk a lot of people, you're going to be in trouble. All right, that's a terrible preview, but our guy Chandler's here, luckily, (laughs) 
who's got some great that was I, one I, of many keys i had but that's that's fine all right we'll just go to chandler for more i don't have keys of the game but i do have some key notes of the game key uh, notes of the game steven yeah get it straight, why are you rubbing buddy? your temple you don't have a headache are you tired of being here already yes <laughs> i have to go to the ballpark all right and sit there till probably 11 o'clock all right thank you for your service so, so I'm looking at the roster and a guy that I see up Which here, roster? number ten for UNCW, number ten Brooks Baldwin is from Whiteville, North Carolina. He Whiteville. went to Whiteville, Whiteville High School. Mackenzie Gore caught from Mackenzie Gore in high school. What uh, a nugget! So infield, outfield is what they have listed here for his position. What position he, does he play? He was uh, a IFOF. IFOF and catcher. ATH is what it Never says. Never heard of utility man. So but, this dude uh, is a catcher slash IF slash OF. But nope. the biggest thing out of that is that he caught from Mackenzie Gore in high school. Mackenzie Gore making his debut on Friday. Congratulations. All right, get us Former to East the, Carolina get us commit, to the, the real nugget. Brooks Baldwin, well, by the well, way, well, though, well, we also uh, have leading here. the team batting average. Well, we also Thank, have ooh, here. Nugget that's an actual, nice nugget. That's yeah. an actual key nugget. <laughs> nice nugget there. All right, get um, to the real one here. Well, here I have Cody and Cole Bitten. If the Cody last Bitten. name sounds familiar. Brothers. I don't care about this. It is the brothers of Trey Bitten. Yeah, which Former of these ba- uh, brothers pitcher. started their careers at ECU before transferring? Cody or Cole? Cody. Cody. Yes, that is correct. Yes. I go down to the bottom of the roster. Number forty-nine <laughs> is here you go. freshman Sawyer Sutton. Now, who is he? Six foot, one hundred and sixty pounds from Dunn, North Carolina. Went to Midway High School. Never heard of him. Which was the rival high school of my high school, Lakewood High School. Interesting a little uh cool neat story here i went to senior prom with his sister whoa wow now this is how you break down a game you went to the prom with one of uncw's players one of their pitchers one of their pitchers now what do you have any prom stories no, nah, we were just really good friends in high school, and uh, she asked me to go to their prom. I actually had to. She miss, asked you to go. Well, she went to a different high school, she, so she had to ask me. To you go. went to your rival's high. Uh, you prom. can't ask her to go to her prom. That's a little presumptuous. No. Asking somebody from a whole different. Can school. I go to your prom at your <laughs> high school? So she asked me, but I actually missed a high school baseball game to go to the prom. I'm shocked. I was. You, you missed your own teams. So, high school baseball like, just like you missed I, all these radio shows there's a pattern of behavior so, here so when the you know injury list Chandler. the injury report came out it said Chandler Honeycutt parentheses, parentheses prom <laughs> your teammates must have thought you were a giant Dude, buffoon we, look the team that we played that day I mean we could have sent all the freshmen out there to play them and win by and, and so y'all won the game oh yeah by we run ruled them alright mm-hmm. I guess that's so, that's how the story goes yeah so, a little key nugget there. So, are you going to be out there heckling tonight saying, I went to the prom with your yeah, sister? Yeah, is his sister going to be in the stands? She, the, the, the Sutton family might be there today. You should probably go. Do you think you're going to rekindle some kind of old relationship here? She's getting married next year, so probably not. <laughs> Did you get an invite to her wedding? No. <laughs> you got to invite yourself. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can I go to your wedding? <laughs> hey, since we went to prom together in high school, can I go to your wedding? All Seems right. completely reasonable to me. So there you go. We got Mackenzie Gore's catcher. We got the Benton boys, and we got Chandler's prom date's brother. Good stuff. That's how you break down a game. Cole Benton, by the way, leads the Seahawks in appearances. 18 appearances on the year. Brooks Baldwin 
leading the team batting average. I have nothing on the guy whose sister he took to prom. <laughs> so you think we'll see Benton tonight then? Good, good, chance. good chance. Good Especially with as many lefties, ECU bats, he's a lefty, so I would think so. Trey Benton, great guy. Had him on the show before. Enjoyed watching him pitch. In fact, wasn't it Igo? What was his last year? Like he, he got to a good start to his career. Struggled. 18, right? Injury, return, and was putting together a good year and got hurt i believe i think so yeah i think it was 18 still got drafted Mm -hmm. by the guardians correct of the galaxy uh gavin williams off to a great start as we all figured shirley rhodes doing a great job of keeping up with that all right uh i go we have a another football player in the portal and i believe you've even said his name when we've been having these chats that we'll likely see him in the portal and that is walter simmons who came in as a quarterback and wants to go play quarterback was this a case of he was down on the depth chart at quarterback or they had asked him to move positions here at east carolina both he entered the spring fifth on the quarterback depth chart behind hold nailers mason garcia ryan stubblefield and alex flynn they had kind of tinkered with his throwing motion and i think they loved his athleticism and maybe he just wasn't progressing to the point where he was going to see the field immediately so like hey you're athletic enough to play at a different position. So they moved him receiver probably about a week or so into spring practice. I think he did some good things. They had some special packages for him. And that's kind of the role they envisioned for him. But from my understanding, talking with people around, you know, Walter, uh, I think he wants to play quarterback and he believes he's a quarterback. And so he's probably going to transfer uh, somewhere else to pursue that dream. And, you know, listen, if he wants to play quarterback, then, then more power to him. Um, we'll see where he ends up with that opportunity. I mean, I've always said he's one of the more athletic people in the program, and if he can, you know, become accurate and and have a strong enough arm to complete just a decent amount of throws, he would be pretty uh, difficult to defend. So I, I look forward to following where he lands. Every time you uh, tweet out or post out on Hoist the Colors about a transfer, I go, you get people saying, "What is what is going on? What's it's happening?" Every here? single time. Uh, but have there been any transfers? I mean, maybe McGill, right? At defense, but anybody McCray, I'm sorry, Adrian uh, McGill. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> um, anybody who left that you kind of scratch your head and say, okay, well, I thought he was in the too deep and and ready to play. No, or have they all been like they've way all been down, down. now? You know, the good and bad of the situation is the good is you look at your roster and you say, hey, we're really stacked at all these positions. This guy probably isn't going to play for a few years. We got to get down to 85. You got to remember the COVID extra year gave, you know, guys like Miles Berry, Xavier Smith extra years who are now on their fifth year as seniors. And then also basically the 2020 class in many ways almost became the 2021 class because they all got that extra year. You know, they all remain freshmen going into their second year. So, like, you're losing a spot for a newcomer, basically, right? Yeah. Of uh, all of those guys. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. You're, you're and you got to get down to 85. And so, you know, if you're just at the bottom of the depth chart right now, it's just almost a case of, hey, man, I don't know how you're going to play here in the next two years. Look, we'll we dealt with this, I go, doing dynasty on college football after yep. you do your, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the season you start a new season you fill out your schedule uh you do position changes that's always fun gotta do roster cuts and then it's time to cut them and it's sad to see him go 
man when i recruited this kid three seasons ago i thought he was going to be something he's still a 72 he's got to go you recruited a 79 i mean what are you going to do i mean it's just is and you want to be realistic with him too i mean you don't want to tell a kid hey you're going to play this year and him not have a real role and and i do think a lot of these guys who are transferring out have potential to where if they would have stayed in the program and developed two years they could have played but like the roster right now is more at a point where they think they can win now they're going to still add some transfers and they've they've still got enough like freshmen and sophomores with eligibility that they're high on to where like it's not like they're mortgaging the future um and i think that this also allows them to recruit the next year's class so you know the, the the roster at this point honestly is at a good enough spot where they're finally in a place where they feel like they can win now and kind of go all in on now and also still have a solid core for the future still you know a lot of sophomores and juniors and freshmen on this roster still not very many seniors at all steven i hoist colors joining us all right finally we'll uh talk some pirate hoops i think i saw mike schwartz at sub dogs today but i can't confirm it pretty sure it was him it would make sense but again uh didn't have my phone on me i did see steven's brother i can't confirm that talked to him for a moment said he knew uh seth manis personally i don't know how true that is he does (laughs) that's what he said i don't even know seth manis personally (laughs) well your brother does does. (laughs) uh but I go you, and I'm not going to give out any info. You got to sign up, hoist the colors, VIP, get the full scoop. But I go as witnessed in ECU basketball practice. True or false? Correct. Is true. It true. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many yeah. players were practicing? Uh, five. <laughs> so this was more of a gathering, a get together, yeah, yeah, shoot around, a, I mean, a workout, a workout. Okay. Um, but you know, just got a feel for Mike Schwartz's style and. I mean, it was physical. 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 All these guys have great opportunity. Did they compete? And it, They did compete. I can tell you what, man. There's going to be, you know, if you're lacking effort. It, it does remind me a lot of, you know, the Mike Houston, like the start of his tenure to where, listen, if you're not going to, if you can't handle the physicality and the toughness side of it, then you're probably going to get weeded out. I feel like that's kind of the same route Mike Schwartz is going. And a lot of new coaches go that way because they want to set their culture. But I feel like this is the even almost rat, ratcheted up another notch. Can I say the players that were there? Yeah, I mean, they're on the roster still, so we can go over them if you want. Um, well, the, R.J. Felton wasn't there, so has he left? Well, he was sick. <laughs> See, that's how we do it in the radio business. We... We got it. We grab you with a headline, but it's fine. R.J. Felton's still here. I think that's important to note who was there because well, everybody else has entered the portal or has graduated. Brandon Johnson was there. Brandon Johnson, Luigi Debeau, Javon Small, Tay Mosher, Marlon Leston. Tay Mosher entered the portal. Well, he's on the roster. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm you can't just go whole, by the roster. If you go to hoistcolors.net, you can see the actual thing as it stands now who's in who's out tracking where do i go hoist the colors dot all right i'm there now where who's in who's out tracking every arrival and departure for east carolina basketball this offseason what a service you provide here and this says it goes literally through every player wow. graduated transferred out who's back as of right now who's incoming and then i have a projected roster at the very bottom and that's how we sit as always subject to change great stuff uh so these newcomers i go okay incoming so that means they're not here when will these guys show up 
uh summer session i don't know the exact dates for each like some will probably be in summer one in may some will probably be in summer two in june and um and so yeah that's when they will arrive this summer i still have hopes i don't know like the way brandon johnson played in non-conference seeing him grow i think he can be a player for ecu uh he's definitely got the athletic ability i mean you just watch him kind of bounce around today like he's got he can you know he rebounded he, he averaged around five rebounds a game and well i know I what think, schwartz is gonna like his effort right? yeah his effort his defensive ability and you know that's something else that jumped off the page of me today you know marlon Leston, javon small a lot of those guys were just busting their tail and there's a reason they're still here you know they've kind of uh proven that they can handle the toughness the physicality of it. other guys have been weeded out you know certain players went through like a practice or two and decided to hit the portal and you know now might be going to places like ucf and other other areas so we'll have to see um what happens with with those players but i'm not I, ready to talk about that yet. i think the guys who are back with the program uh or look to be back with the program are here for a reason I feel like Leston, and I'm saying this from the way outside. I don't know anything, but I feel like he maybe didn't have confidence in himself or something. I don't think Javon Small or I was going to bring him up next. Had confidence just based off the way, like you watch them practice and the way they move and shoot is totally different from how they looked in the game. And part of that is being a freshman. You know, they're trying to figure out. I think R.J. Felton's the same way. His ability at times didn't really show just because he was either overexcited nervous i think he played a little bit more confident than the other guys he wasn't afraid I, to shoot i agree but still you know when you're freshman there's just so much to learn so like people writing these guys off after one year i don't think is the way to go yeah and i i've said this before but you look at javon small when they're down by 20 with two minutes left and he's just out there playing basketball he looked assertive and like he was comfortable when the game's kind of on the line, he looked a little more passive, yeah. and that's something that as he continues to play and get better, you know, he'll, he'll be fine. I think. So. Yeah, for sure. And I think too, how much did did the coaching staff probably say, "Hey, just go in there and manage the game"? You know, probably because he was playing more times than not because somebody was hurt or try to keep us at this score. Yeah, you know, don't do anything crazy. All right, I got good stuff, and Thanks. I will continue to just refresh that page that you uh, showed me. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, that's that as of right now is more accurate than the roster. That it is. All right, uh, have fun at the game tonight, and let me know when you finish Batman. Surely, let me know when you finish Batman, so we can do it at the same time. <laughs> All right, sounds good. How about I go? I Wait, go. What? How about I go watch it with Erica tonight while you're at the uh, game? I'm gonna, I mean, if you want to do that, I'll, I'll let her know that you're coming over. Get to know Slater a little yeah. bit. Kind of work my way. Invite myself into the family. All right, well, let's take, let's, uh, take a break. Thank you, Brian. As we do, Shirley, let's make somebody a winner. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty 317-1250. Let's make you a winner on this Tuesday. Shirley, what do we give it away? Uh, lunch for two at tiebreakers. 317-1250 is the number. What caller are you looking for? Uh, let's go with seven. The breaker. I like the jerk wings. I became a fan of the lemon pepper wings during football season last year. Also a big fan of the chicken cheesesteak wrap and the regular cheesesteak wrap. Here's a tiebreakers um, hack for you. Hack. Get the five cheese grilled cheese sandwich. You can add grilled or fried chicken. And if Mm. you like it, you can add buffalo sauce to it. Mm. Try it out and thank me later. No. All right, there's a hack from the Chan Man. 
take a timeout, come back, have more for you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Mitch Evans of Greenville. Picked up lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a uh, Tuesday. Coming up Wednesday on the show, we'll visit with the voice Jeff Charles. We'll talk to the play-by-play voice of ECU Baseball scott rogers we got bryce williams joining us as well that and more on the way on wednesday's edition of pirate radio live we'll have a recap of east carolina and uncw as they will get underway coming up at 6 30 been looking for a lineup haven't seen anything yet although i did say it will be cj mayhew getting the start for the pirates the lefty the on the hill the guy i want in a fight the bulldog yes i want him uh I want him in my corner if I'm uh, about to fight somebody. What if you? <laughs> what if he gets in a fight tonight? And then I'll prove why, because he's going to win that fight. That, see, this is this is your fighting guy. It is. Molly. It is, Molly. It is. What if he and Seth Manus go toe to toe? That would be awkward. That would be awkward. That'd be a little awkward. Uh, planning to see if Molly wants to come on tomorrow. Speaking of which. Hmm. I've been. I've been. I feel like that's a song. It should be a song. There's. It's been. It's been. There's. I've seen fire and I've, I've seen rain. Seen fire and I've seen rain. Uh, but I have not. I sent Molly one text. Uh, because the other night the Angels intentionally walked Corey Seager with the bases loaded. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, and, yes, I did. I did and I sent it. a text to Molly and said, I know we're not talking right now, but when we are talking again, Taking a break. I'd like to uh, talk to you about that. And he said, that's fine, buddy. That's fine, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, that, That's cool. That's fine. That's awesome. But I don't know if we're talking yet. Uh, I mean, I, whatever you think. Now, I have a gift for him that I will be giving him uh, when it arrives probably next week. I cannot wait for you to present that. And I hope you do it on the air. So I need him to be in studio for that. I feel like enough time will have gone by then, and I'll give him a peace offering that we can finally get our relationship back on track. He won't have anything for you. Nor should he. No, he shouldn't, yeah. Nor should he. No. Um, But anyway, that's that. All right. uh, The Mets and Giants are going to the ninth tied at four, so a good one there at city field as they uh play it was, it was four to one at one point mets so. made a rally 
and are now trying to win this game. The Mets uh, are in first right now in the young season in the NL East. Um, you know, Chandler, was, we talked about the Rock Hill news for the Panthers earlier. Mm-hmm. Also, a Panther got arrested today. Yeah. Some uh, Who was that? Cedric Wilson. Is that his name? You said he was just signed I know his recently. last name's Damian Wilson. Damian Wilson. It's Damian Wilson, former yeah. chief. Uh, it was on the Jags last year. Apparently threatened to kill his girlfriend. So uh, mm, there's that. Can't do, can't do that. Don't do that. And, uh, of course, that is... Everybody the, get along. That is the second Panther that has gotten into some trouble. Shy Smith, who is a promising young wide receiver out of... I want to say he's a Gamecock, or a, uh, South Carolina Gamecock. And uh, he was charged with possession of firearm and had some drugs on him uh, when he was stopped by... Um, city officials so all right yeah the great off season just rolls on for carolina <laughs> yeah the culture is okay the culture is fine apparently today also uh ben mcadoo the new offensive coordinator of the yeah. panthers uh said yes sam darnold is our starting quarterback he, he is our starting quarterback yes and then a uh, minute and 30 seconds later he said this he said the way it is in the building right now sam is our starting quarterback so those are two totally different things Uh, yeah well yeah he he also i saw a video where he said well look i'm i'm learning to and i don't know why he said this because he's been in coaching he's dealt with the media uh for quite a while now but he's like i'm still continuing to learn how to talk to you and he said you people meeting the media oh and he okay said, here we and he, go and he said he shouldn't have said that he said i should have said that. one of the things i've been working on is being better talking to you people so announcing the starting quarterback here i just put my foot in my mouth that was that wasn't something i should have said yeah so <laughs> what is wrong with this guy <laughs> just relax it's, dude the question was direct it said is sam darnold your starting quarterback he said sam darnold yes, is our starting quarterback yes and then he said oh, wait a minute hold on i'm just kidding as... i'm just kidding he's not <laughs> i'm just kidding because we might get a quarterback in the draft what so am i saying you said you saw the video was he like melting down like was he freaking out or was he calm it, no it was no it was kind of calm but you could tell in his face that he's like i just screwed up <laughs> and i need to like fix myself right now because then he basically because you know these guys are writing down like all right you know so uh, <laughs> sam darnold's the guy and so i guess he and but, he, pro- I mean, he probably knows good and damn well that sam darnold isn't going to be the starting quarterback well and that's what he said in this line where he says quote the way it is in the building right now sam is our starting quarterback end quote that doesn't mean they can't bring in baker mayfield or draft a guy or whatever so i mean this is all nothing burger but uh, it's kind of funny that ben mcadoo like freaks out during a uh, press conference kind of i don't know what question it was that kind of made him re you know try to restructured that what what he previously previously said yeah but uh yeah he got it straight hey look i'm sorry i shouldn't have said that put my foot in my mouth so i don't know just great old ben mcadoo and uh not even in the regular season yet as his uh debut as the offensive coordinator for the carolina panthers and already saying stupid stuff like this well give something for tony to talk about tonight on the c3 podcast and on friday when he joins us all right uh surely let's take our final break we'll come back wrap it up on a tuesday we'll be back with you after this
are listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. And as we close out the show, let's take a look at our stock market report. The Dow was up 499 points at 34,911. The NASDAQ was up 287 points at 13,619, and the S&P was ahead 70 at 4,462. And that is your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Cliff. All right. Thanks to Pirate Great, Seth Manus, also Nolan Knight, Mark Brown, Stephen Igo, Ellerby, Chandler Honeycutt, Shirley Rhodes, and uh, you folks for tuning in, being parting part of the show on this Tuesday. We're back with you Wednesday, 3 o'clock, with an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. For the crew here, I'm Cliff Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.